When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. My name is Jeff B. Davis, and I'm back in Harmontown from Burbank, California. Harmontown is now in session. Oh, yeah. Hello, everybody. From beautiful uptown Burbank, Harmontown is once again in session. I'm happy to be back. My name is Jeff, your controller. Let's give it up for the game master, extraordinaire, Spencer Crittenden. He's lost a little bit of weight, but it doesn't mean he's lost his powers. Let's hear from the mayor of Harmontown, Daniel Harmon. Yeah. Yo. Oh, yeah. Oh, here we go. Yo. Hit Yo. Him. Yeah. 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 My name is Beatmaster. I do the beats and I do it much faster than slower beat people that are too proud to be doing slow beats under a shroud. They got a shroud made of slowness and beats. They go, look at me, I can't be beat. And I say, no, you're slow and I'm much faster. And that's why they call me the fast beat master. Now, sometimes I feel like I gotta ask you, how can you rap so much faster than other rappers? You, you, you just rap so much, like you're like the rap master. Well, that my secret is simple. I pop slow rappers like a pimple. I squeeze them from the outside to the center. And when I go back inside, I find them more benter than ever. They're bent in half and sideways. And they say, why'd you do that? You make, you gave me a ride. Jace. Over the years, we have never backed off on the quality of the products. Just listen to Professor Kensington, who I sampled at my rap classes. Now, Fast Rapper, you don't seem to be rapping particularly fast so far. Are you gearing up to a really fast rap? I'm glad you asked that. I'm going to answer it right now. The fast rap. I'm a slave to the beat I'm provided. I fucked your mama so hard it was her pussy that I ride it. Oh, and the beat sometimes drops out, but that puts emphasis on what I'm about to shout. I, I just got to go with the beat that I know. I, I, I'm a slave to the beat. It's how I flow. When the beat comes out, that's what I do. It comes from my head to my mouth and then my shoe. And my shoe, the beat goes to my toe. After it goes from my toe, it goes, I don't know. And that's no longer my problem after it leaves my foot. It goes into a chimney and maybe dies in soot like Santa Claus coming from the North Pole. Fucked your mama so hard, she's got an extra hole. It's a USB port. It charges my phone. I fucked your mama, but it it was consensual now she's alone she broke it off with me I fucked your mama then i took a pee this is the bridge fast rapper can i ask you a question fast yes rapper? yes of course I i'm mean, always uh, a fast rapper is famous for his accessibility <laughs> 
Your rhymes are so delicious. They're almost yummy. Is it true that you rap faster when you lift up your shirt and show us your tummy? Yes. Fast rapping, faster rapping with my show my tummy. Gonna fat rap so fast it's gonna be extra yummy. Gotta eat some candy down here and then I'm looking fat and it may show in my stomach. And what do you think about that? You treat me like chunk on the Goonies. I, I don't like it. I'm not. Uh, you can put your shirt back down. You can put your shirt back down. It's okay. What was his name? Actor, uh, a famous child Over actor. The years, we have never backed off Corey Haim? on the quality no, of Rooney, the product, uh, our ingredients. If you're a 599 six pack, uh, he, was a, he played an, an Asian fella in the Breakfast short, at Tiffany's. Short round. Oh, Mickey Rooney. Mickey, Mickey. Yeah. All right. Well, that was a good rap. That was a good rap. All right. As long, anything we can rap. do to keep the energy up when we start the show. That's what's important. Oh good to, boy! Good to see you, Dan. Happy New Year! Happy New Year, Spencer. I haven't seen you guys in a long time. Yeah, where have you been, Jeff? I was in India, California. No, right. India, Asia. India near East Asia. India, California. India. No, I was in India with church, and we had a we had a big time. Sometimes I get excited when we take these long breaks because I'm like, oh man, we're gonna have so much to talk about. But then we can go so long that we have nothing to talk about. Oh yeah, really. we have plenty to talk about. We got. I can't really remember anything your house got run into by a drunk driver there you go and you're living in a hotel now like a fancy person um yeah a dude ran an acura into my garage at about 40 miles an hour as far as i could tell more like an inaccura Uh, (laughs) that was dan's joke i stole i I stole dan's joke but for that first first two seconds you thought i was a fucking genius it depends on what he was trying to do it might be the most accurate in the world (laughs) if he was trying to take out my uh garage but uh, I don't think so. Because and, you live uh, right at the top of a hill, which is like a, like a skateboard ramp that you can just drive straight into your garage, and that guy did it. Yeah. He, <laughs> I think yeah. he was trying. I looked at my security cameras and because uh, I'm Batman, and they don't really get down that far that you can actually see what's going on, but you see headlights coming up. One of the cameras, there's a camera on the wall that he took out, so it's like you know what time he hit because it just the wall just the camera just changes position um and then one of the cameras you can see headlights like you know ripping up the street and then and then they just disappear and then there's footage of one dude the passenger just boning out he just he just gets out of the car and leaves his friend there to die passenger driver i don't know yeah the the cops made it clear that they did not know whether the guy that ran was the driver or a passenger which makes me think which confirms the fact that the cops were not chasing these guys or at least they were not on their tail because Cody and I heard a boom that sounded to us like somebody was like kicking the back door of the house uh and I went downstairs and I went out back with uh my police dog Harvey and let him run around the backyard and I was like yeah there's nobody out here I wonder what that big boom was somebody kicking our door and then went to the front of the house and there were cherries flying like like kind of illuminating the dark living room and down by my garage there were six squad cars in the street with the silhouettes of police all with their guns drawn and shouting which you've never you've heard a million times in movies but you've I've never heard in real life just like Get out of there! Get out! Get out! Just everybody shouting different shit at the same time. Get out of the car. 
get on the ground, hands in the air, don't move. <laughs> I, it's no wonder that a lot of people get shot by the police, really. Yeah. There's a lot of mixed messages. <laughs> uh, I, I, and, and, of course, Cody was on Mushrooms, which I thought was a great choice for that particular moment. And uh, um, I, I, I wasn't on him. She was coming back from a from a get-together with some, with some uh, uh, gr- great influences. Were you commenting the whole night as the police were doing their work that it was really great that Cody had done those mushrooms? Uh, yes. It felt like it kept coming up. To whom? Just people in the neighborhood. Uh-huh. Um, the, uh, I don't, who's like, do, what, what, I don't, I don't know if you're doing a joke or what. Yeah, no, I am. Uh, okay. he, he was doing a very, very subtle, subtle esoteric bit. All right. Yeah. I kept telling everyone in the, mush- in the neighborhood that she was on mushrooms. That's basically my joke. Yeah. Um, it, 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 uh, I, I, and so we had a lot the, the, the thing is that the, uh, the collision with my garage took out a quarter of a wall of my garage that then was moved into to the f- front of my gate that lets you into up to my house. Uh, hashtag privilege. Hashtag uh, <laughs> what life. neighborhood do you live in? But yeah, it's uh, that was part of it. As I, I was really actually, this is a this is a story about how cool it is to have a little bit of money because uh, my garage is not. It's down by the street, and I have insurance and. I have. I think it's essential that garages be on the street. I have assistance. I, I find that always to be a, an advantage. And I like so, them up a flight of stairs. And so uh, uh, you guys are you guys are hilarious. The, the, Thank the, you. The the the, the garage uh, garage is <laughs> typically in a normal average uh, American home would probably be like kind of connected to the yeah, house. Attached. Right. Um, and so someone smashing into it might kill your daughter or dog or, or destroy your, you know, more than just some of your property. So, uh, is what I meant. And, uh, because I have a, a more sprawling estate. Because uh, the, the average American family keeps their daughter in the garage. That's you guys. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. With the snake tank and the, yeah, the, nothing really got, what got fucked up was a, a, there was a pipe in the wall of my garage. I do find this. This a little, hey, I guess I shouldn't be surprised by this. I guess water pipes are like veins or arteries. They run everywhere. If you break it at any point, there's just like, there was like, when I went down there, there was cop lights and there was this huge, you know, carport that had been my garage because they just took out the whole <laughs> door of the garage. And then there was this very cinematic spraying of water. Like that—that's always a part of every car wreck in the movies. Like, like even though there was no fire hydrant involved, there was just like the sound of like. I felt like it was like a Die Hard movie or something. Like it was just like there was there was just water everywhere, and the cops kept saying, "You got to call the DWP and have them shut off the water because otherwise this is bad." And I had to do that, and for that reason, and the fact that the the wall of the garage is blocking my gate, and like like it it. This is a this is a thing that would have crippled the life of of a, of a normal person like I, but I had Steve Levy, who you know fresh back from his vacation was able to get me and Cody into a hotel room, a suite in fact in West Hollywood, where we were able to spend New Year's Eve with my friends, and it's actually I 
I hate to admit it, but it's kind of been a blast having a guy drive into my garage mm-hmm. and destroy your daughter. My daughter. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, because it didn't really, I, I'm the last person that it actually affected. But don't, don't rip this video and use it in his, I don't know. Court case. Yeah. I, don't, I don't want. I, I don't necessarily need this guy to suffer either. I mean, I I, I need him to have insurance and uh, pay for my garage construction. But uh, so I don't think it. I don't think he can use me saying, "Yeah, it was kind of fun having you destroy my garage uh, against me in any way," because it still needs to be rebuilt. But hopefully, he's okay. Hopefully, his friend didn't do anything desperate in Amy Mann's backyard <laughs> uh, when he ran eastbound up into the hills of Las Feliz. I almost murdered Amy Mann. She was coming down Me the too. corner on her beach, uh, beach cruiser bicycle, and, and I almost completely d- demolished her. She was just w- jamming around the corner. Like, I have like three phone numbers of people that I know live in the direction that the kid ran that I saw running from the car, so I like went through my phone. I'm like, who lives over there? I'm just going to warn him. There's a guy on foot. He's running from the cops. He could, he could actually, if he's desperate, he could actually do something Crazy. desperate. I, maybe it's actually better. These cops, they see him. I'm not, gonna, I, I don't, I'm not throwing them under the bus. They don't, they, they, they're admitting they haven't found the guy. They don't, I don't know how well they're doing at finding him. I'm, gonna, I'm just going gonna, gonna to text a couple warnings to a couple people that I know live in that direction. And one of them was uh, Edgar Wright, director of Baby Driver. And, and then halfway through the message, I was like, wait a minute, what, what am I doing? This is his fault. I'm sure this guy... Uh, Watch was, Baby Driver. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, stop making those movies, Edgar. <laughs> or live with this guy in your pool shed. Um, Welcome to your fucked up version of E.T., where you have to befriend this guy and get him back home to England. Apparently, both the driver and the passenger were not injured, though, right? The, the only real tragedy of this was that we found out that you have a sad Segway in your garage. <laughs> it was truly, and I'm not being, I mean, yeah, it's become it a joke, but it's really, it really is. Segway. It's like, what? It really was the most embarrassing thing. First, it started with the LAPD making fun of the Segway. <laughs> and, and, and that's part of it is that you only have to mention the Segway to make fun of it. Like, like, so the LAPD was like, I was like, what's the damage like over there? I can't even get out the gate to see. And they're like, don't worry, bro. The Segway's okay. <laughs> they were Segway shaming you? Yeah. Uh, but then Cody's like, how's my Prius? Or, you know, she's on mushrooms, so a more accurate thing would be like, how's my Prius? <laughs> um uh, and that, but then, and then the cops were like, like, other than the fact that it's a hybrid. And then I was like, okay, I see your formula. You can take your hybrid shame and you can, you can put it in the, in, I'm, I'll, I'll take it. I'll put it in the bin with all the cop insults. You know, you guys just have a formula here. Uh, but, uh, yeah, Wait, no, they, they, were, they, they were hybrid shaman too. They were high, you know, it's, it's cop humor. Isn't what are they the going to do? Are they going to, are they going to, are they going to, when someone's gonna, using less gas than the maximum amount to get around? You know, they don't know what, what they're, a loser. I, it's cop humor. They're connecting dots. I, I would rather my <laughs> cops be linear thinkers, really, frankly. I don't want them to be that creative with right. their guns and their handcuffs. I'd rather they just be like, okay, you're uh, stealing that car, which is illegal. So here's the your rights to remain silent. I don't want them to be like, "Hey, I'm in my blue period." Um, okay, uh, the men in blue period. <laughs> but uh, very impressively diverse, multiracial. Uh, I'm always impressed when the LAPD shows up at my house, and uh, I like I like the diversity. 
It looks it looks like they, they, they when you look at the LAPD when they come on in mass, it looks uh, like the pamphlets. It looks like a pamphlet. It looks like a. It, it's comforting. There's you got like woman. ah, system's working. Everything's fine. I'll just go back in my house and uh, eat crackers and oppress the poor. Uh, but and there's and there and there that always includes the diversity includes there's always incredibly handsome like uh, young white dudes like that yeah. look like they belong in a boy band, very 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 sexy uh, white male cops uh, among among the the, get, the rainbow of justice. Get, get a room, yeah. <laughs> but that, that that was the justice. guy that was busting the, the balls the hardest. Uh, yeah, I don't, it's, it, 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 it's an old story now, so it's like, it almost feels like, it's like, it's like wet graham crackers, like, telling it, but that's what happened. It's a big deal, I, you know, I wish for this podcast it happened yesterday, because I'd be all excited about it and explaining every detail, but, uh, a dude hit my garage and destroyed a water pipe, so I got to stay in a hotel suite. It was fun. I, I had a very good time in India with church. We had a beautiful, uh, little excursion out there that, it's just, it's like a mind-numbing, mind-blowing like overwhelming explosion of kaleidoscopic madness. It's so fucking cool. Did you guys get any uh, <laughs> illnesses? No, I the, the only like I felt like crap leaving because you, you you take these malaria pills right. and I got really nauseous on it, nauseated. But I, the, the, you're not supposed to drink alcohol with them, and I did, of course, and so I, I felt like a bum. But when I got to India, then I felt amazing the entire time. Just ate the best food in the world. Then we came back and. Then we got sick just because we were traveling a lot. Yeah, church might have malaria. Church, do you have malaria, or are you, are you you're surviving now? Last night you thought you had malaria. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, I'm preoccupied by this thing. I gotta, I gotta get it done. I've had people telling me. I've, I've had a lot of advice. Don't talk about it. You don't have to talk about it. It's done. Legal advice. Don't talk about it. You open yourself up. The most important advice I've gotten is from women that I respect that do what I do that um that are respected and that spoke to me privately and said uh you know if if you're true to your word and you are sincere about how you want to be part of the solution not part of the problem um you know please talk about how you've been part of the problem that that's truly the most helpful thing you can do um, please appreciate if you're listening to me that the tightrope I have to walk here is I have to, I want to make this a normal part of the process because it should be healthy and easy and graceful. It, it should be, it, it, it should be a thing that can be done and doesn't have to create civil war and hysteria, um, for that doesn't make people get re-victimized and attacked. You're not doing me any favors at all you're only hurting everybody especially me if this topic causes you to attack anybody involved um you may think it's in my defense you may think it's in defense of fairness i ask you to think about what you think fair is um that's enough disclaiming i have i have i have really really had to think about you know this and uh and decided I need to talk about it. I, I want, you know, I want to target about what five to seven minutes, <laughs> and then and then pull me out of here. <sighs> After just, which, hopefully, I've done some good by just uh, talking about this. This is about Fro Your Life closing down, right? Yes, Fro Your Life recently closed down. <laughs> I, uh, it 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 in in two thousand whatever whatever I can't remember. 
2006, 2000 something something, I had the privilege of running a uh, network sitcom, and I uh, I was attracted to a employee. I really want to be careful about that language. I think a huge part of the problem is a culture of feeling things that you think are unique and significant because they're happening to you and saying things like I had feelings for, and I, it, it, I fell for and all these things. I mean, the most clinical way I can put it in fessing up to my crimes is that I was attracted to a writer that I had power over because I was a showrunner. And I knew enough to know that these feelings were bad news. That was easy enough to know. I knew that they ran the risk of undercutting people's faith in my judgment, her faith in her talent, the other writer's respect for me, the entire production, the audience. I knew that I wasn't doing anybody any favors by feeling these things. And so I did the cowardly, easiest, laziest thing you could do with feelings like that, and I didn't deal with them. And in not dealing with them, I made everybody else deal with them, especially her. Flirty, creepy, everything other than overt enough to constitute betraying your live-in girlfriend to whom you're going home every night who is actually smart enough and respectful enough to ask you, do you have feelings for that young writer that you're talking about, that you're paying all this attention to, and saying to her no? Because the trick is if you lie to yourself, you can lie to everybody. It's really easy. And so that's what I continued to do, telling myself and anybody that threatened to confront me with it, that if you thought what I was doing was creepy or flirty or unprofessional, then it's because you were the sexist. You were jealous. I was supporting this person. I'm a mentor. I'm a feminist. It's your problem, not mine. It's your, you're the one that actually is seeing things through that lens. And, and so I let myself keep doing it. And... It's not as if this person didn't repeatedly communicate to me the idea that what I was doing was divesting her of a recourse to integrity. I just didn't hear it. And it's because it didn't profit me to hear it. And this was, after all, happening to me, right? And so after a season of playing it that way. I broke up with my girlfriend who I had lied to the whole time while lying to myself, lied to her about why I was breaking up with her because I thought that would make having inappropriate feelings for a coworker appropriate if I wasn't involved. I want you to be the one to examine this and every step of the way decide for yourself where I'm making mistakes. I don't want to explain to you what I've learned. I want you to look at this. And I want it to sound relatively unremarkable to you because that's the danger. Um, I broke up with my girlfriend. Then I went right, you know, full 
steam into creeping on my employee. Um, now it was even less appropriate after all. Now I wasn't in danger of being a bad person. And then after that season, you know, I got overt about my feelings after it was wrapped because now, and, and said, oh, I, I, I love you. And, and she said the same thing she'd been saying the entire time in one language or another. Please, don't you understand that focusing on me like this, liking me like this, preferring me like this, I can't say no to it. And when you do it, it makes me unable to know whether I'm good at my job. And because I finally got to the point where I said to her, oh, uh, this is, you know, I love you because that's what I thought it was. When you target somebody for two years um, and it was therefore rejected that way, I was humiliated. And so I continued to do the cowardly thing and continued to do the selfish thing. Now I wanted to teach her a lesson. I wanted to show her that if she didn't like being liked in that way, then, oh boy, she should get over herself. After all, if you're just going to be a writer, then this is how just writers get treated. And that was probably the darkest of it all. I, I'm going to assume that when she tweets about it, you know, and refers to trauma, that that's probably it because I drank, I took pills, I crushed on her and resented her for not reciprocating it. And the entire time I was the one writing her paychecks and in control of whether she stayed or went and whether she felt good about herself or not and said horrible things. Just treated her cruelly, pointedly. Things that I would never, ever, ever have done if she had been male. And if I had never had those feelings for her. And I lied to myself the entire time about it. And I lost my job. I ruined my show. I betrayed the audience. I destroyed everything. And I damaged her internal compass. And I moved on. And uh, I never did it before and I will never do it again, but I certainly wouldn't have been able to do it if I had any respect for women. On a fundamental level, I was thinking about them as different creatures. I was thinking about the ones that I liked as having some special role in my life. And I, I did it all by not thinking about it. So I just want to say, in addition to obviously being sorry, but that's really not the important thing, I want to say I did it by not thinking about it. And I got away with it by not thinking about it. And if she hadn't mentioned something on Twitter, I would have continued to not have to think about it. Although 
I did walk around with my stomach in knots about it. But I wouldn't have had to talk about it. And I, the, the, the last and most important thing I can say is just think about it. No matter who you are at work, no matter where you're working, no matter what field you're in, no matter what position you have over or under or side by side with somebody, just think about it. You gotta, because if you don't think about it, you're going to get away with not thinking about it. And you can cause a lot of damage that is technically legal um, and hurts everybody. And I think that we're living in a good time right now because we're not going to get away with it anymore. And if we can make it a normal part of our culture that we think about it and possibly talk about it, then maybe we can get to a better place where that stuff doesn't happen. Uh, so that's it. Um, please, please don't hurt her. Um, please don't, please don't, please don't make this worse on anybody but me. Um, and, uh, and let's move on. I, I'm, I'm bad at ending things. I'm going to now have a drink. That was um, seven minutes exactly. Oh, so, well, it was, it was, <laughs> it was totally rehearsed. Jeff, tell us about India. Uh, this is kind of a tough act to follow, man. Well, India is certainly the means to do it. You know, it's amazing. Is are there, there cows there? There's, cows. Those walking. are illegal, right? Cows. Cows are not only legal. They uh, they have their own lane. The, the, the traffic there is insane. And we, I was told that it goes in order of the size of the car. Like the bigger cars get the right of way, and then all the way down to the people on scooters. But if you're a cow, everybody gets out of your way. They, they call it the cow lane. And uh, the cows just cruise down the street. They're, they're, they're kind of like cats. They, they, like they, they hang they're out. They're not in a hurry. They hang out in the daytime. They go. They, they get gallivant around town, eating you know whatever they find on the street. Sometimes pile of trash or whatever. And then they all seem to be going home in the same direction at the end of the day. Like they're they're all kind of coming, <laughs> coming back home. It's their day job is like to yeah. eat garbage. You know, it's crazy. We, when, when Church and I checked in, we were, we got we landed at like three a.m. We got to the hotel at like four a.m. And they, this beautiful hotel in Bangalore. And they put the little, I forget, what, you, what, what, what do they call it, church, with a little red blessing on your forehead? Dot. Talaka. And they give you a little, a talaka. And they, they put the thing, and they gave us a like, little mango drink. And there was Christmas decorations everywhere, because we got there like on, like around the 20th, right? Something like that? No, no, before that. I think before. Yeah. Uh, but it was, you know, in the, the build-up to Christmas, they love Christmas there. Like, they, like more Christmas decorations than you see here. <laughs> and everywhere, like the malls and the hotel lobbies and the airports, it was just like Santa Clauses and Christmas trees everywhere. And I asked this woman, uh, Nidhi, our, like kind of our driver, handler, like chaperone, like, do you guys, you guys love Christmas? Like, yeah, we celebrate every holiday here. <laughs> like, yeah, like, like, like they, uh, Hindu holidays are every day. They have mm -hmm. a thousand you know, t festivals and stuff. Right. Like we love all festivals. I go, do you celebrate all Christian festivals? I go, yes, all of them. And because uh, because Christmas is the festival of lights and gift giving, and they all dress up as Santa Claus and give each other gifts. I go, do you celebrate all like uh, Islamic festivals too? Yes, all of them too. I go, what, uh, Jewish festivals, and she goes, no. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> but not because the, the anti-Semitism. I think they're like, no, but those aren't as fun. They're but not flashy, certainly. Yeah, but he should have said meh. Meh. Yeah, he should. I mean, come on. You know what I found weird is that they treated us so well. They gave us me and Greg Proops were doing comedy shows there, and we were surrounded by like a phalanx of security when we would do these shows. And like, I'd walk to go to the bar, 
and there'd just be seven or eight buff Indian dudes in black t-shirts just following you around everywhere. And they're under strict orders, like, don't let this guy out of your sight. Like, we were like big hotshot Bollywood stars. I'm like, like, no, I think you'll find that nobody really knows who I am here. <laughs> but it was great. The people there were fantastic. And they, call, you, they called you Sahib. I, I didn't know that until after the fact that I, that I was oh. Jeff, I was Jeff Sahib. I, I was I, I found out later on that that that, that was my my handle. Was that a thing that was it was it a Greg Proops gig? Yeah, Greg and I once in a while will get cor- corporate like shows. Usually they're in Houston or Ohio or you know like like you know like corporate gigs around America. But he said, "Hey Jeff, we got this cushy gig for this alcohol company called Black Dog." Uh, in India, and they just treated us like royalty. It was fantastic. It was really like it's not funny. I don't have I don't have a, like a hilarious joke about it, but like um, if you've not been the pe- people that are listening that have been to India or are from India, they know I hope like how special and really like marvelous. Like there's so many people. It's so crowded. There's so much noise and color and sights and smells and sounds and things. But nobody's angry. Like everybody just was chilled out and just relaxed. And if you follow Church on her Instagram at Cassandra Church, uh, there's a picture that she took when we were at uh, was it Charamara Palace? Charamara, Charamala, Charamala, something like that. Charamala. Doop do 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 do. And she took a picture of these five women just sitting down on their break, and it was like it's like it's almost ca- it's so captivating. I don't know. I, I, I'm kind of nerded out on India, and I really, really like would love to go back at any time. I'm working with a writer that was in Eastern Europe, and he you can tell from the way he talks about it that he really wants to just go there and live there forever. Now, sometimes you can feel that way and be wrong. Like you'd go out there and find out you were totally wrong, and you just have an infatuation with the place. Like I felt that way about Portland for a while, but uh, I don't know. I wonder if everybody has like a a city somewhere on the planet where they would be yeah. extra activated. I mean, India is such a giant, like it's, it's almost its own continent, and every city, uh, uh, from what I've heard, is is really different in lots of ways. Um, it's there's a, you know a hundred thousand languages and all, all, all this different like just from neighborhood to neighborhood is so different. I would love to go back and explore more of it. Like some people go to Thailand and fall in love with it and go, okay, I could live in I could live in Thailand. Um, I don't know that I would necessarily need to go live in India, but it's certainly a place. Like Church has a friend who's a composer who named Michael Dana who like he he goes there like for months, right? Yeah, and like he's he's in love with India. And you and you can see why it's like the, just walking down the street, old ladies wearing these brilliantly colored saris or kurtis or whatever, and just walking down the road. And Church was dressed, you know, like in a black Vivian Westwood suit the first day, and not not getting like hostile looks, but just kind of kind of getting side eyes from the ladies. And then we got her some local gear. Like you got some clothes there. You want to come up and talk about it? Church, come on up. <laughs> Church. It's been a long day. Let's not talk about her like she's not here. Let's bring her up on stage. So these women like were walking down the road, and then she kind of put like some linen-y, like we got some like local, like kind of more local looking clothes and then women just started smiling at her and then we're walking down like these like the old city in, in, uh, in Hyderabad which is much more Islamic 
um, like a lot of burkas and the full-on head covering stuff. And little girls were just coming up to church and just taking photos with her like she was like Lady Gaga. It was fucking rad. It was really good. Yeah, they don't get a lot of um, Westerners coming to Hyderabad. There's, it's not really a tourist spot. So we, s- we stood out. Yeah, I looked like Godzilla and she looked like y- Yolandi from uh, fucking the D- Antwoord. I mean, you hear that you hear that a lot about Thailand, and I didn't, I wasn't sure if India was was like that. But then again, India is gigantic, and so it probably vary from neighborhood to neighborhood. But that that I didn't know if that was also a thing that was still happening in the eighties. I would hear that that if you're an American or a European, and you're like, uh, and you go to, to some of these countries that the people, everybody just wants to like pose with you and touch your clothes and all this stuff and it it's the kind of thing that it as a white american you you don't want to it feels racist like you it, feels it also feels antiquated i actually didn't expect that that would still be a thing now that like right. i don't know post internet or something like, and yeah, the way you that you can get a... anything now and most places are becoming more and more western i really didn't expect to really feel so foreign yeah. And that was a tech city. These were tech cities. These are sort of not even the places that you see in most of the travel photos. These but are, these are the progressive kind of areas. It's possible that the reason we think that way and then we think that it's wrong to think that way or whatever is that because we have a perverted relationship with fame and with selfies and and we how we conflate it with social status so that we have this like oh if you come up to somebody and say can i take a picture with you that you're taking something from them slash giving them something and there's an exchange happening whereas they as a more ancient founded culture like are just going you look crazy they just walk up and say can i take a selfie with you yeah like and there's no shame at all in fact i noticed i don't know if you noticed this did you see all the billboards advertising phones that take better selfies and it's just on billboards everywhere no. specifically advertising phones based on having good selfies really? you didn't notice that no. they were everywhere jeff was telling me about the head wag thing that i yeah. thought so fascinating that that there's this that, that i mean yeah, I, I don't know like, how yes, else to describe it could be it, like maybe or like oh i'm thinking yeah, or it's, it's, it's like saying somebody um, question and, and like, you, like while you're like you're saying hey um so if we're gonna leave for the airport and, and while you're saying like the, the person you're trying to go the, that's them cogitating. It's so, an acknowledgement of what you're saying being processed. Right. So I was as, kind as, of as like As opposed to just immediately it. babbling and saying, um, er, well, let me see, I don't know. Eh. Which I, I would imagine dur- during that crucial phase, a lot of us, that's when a lot of us say no to each other because we don't know what to do. And, hey, do you know how to blah, blah, blah. No, no, no. You know, but but then maybe if we if we did have a thing in our culture where it's like, well, don't do that. Don't just diarrhea some nose at each other. Don't feel the need to like barf up information. Actually, if you if you're on pause, that's it. It's like a little uh, pinwheel thing in in in, a, in, a, in a, an operating system that someone's going like this. Well, they heard me. I think there's. I think it means lots of different things, and I I, I we weren't there long enough to totally un, like learn. But that, like, it's just you don't see that that little chinwag thing. Like, it's it felt like it made sense after about a day. It was sort of strange at first, and then I kind of got 
just it's like when you're like trying to pick up a new language and you start to learn things based on just like the context of what's happening. Yeah. Oh. You know, like Here, it's just body something. language and it's like, oh, well, he's 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 saying, yeah, may, like by the way his eyes look, I can tell it's like, yeah, maybe. Or like this other point is like, oh, yes, absolutely. I can do that. Like here's I, something I noticed that. Sorry. Uh, did I cut you off? No. Go ahead. Uh, uh, <laughs> this is fucked up. You, you know how people think that on Twitter that I wrote Teen Wolf. Uh, the MTV show. Right. Yeah. In India, people kept coming up to me and they go, like at, at the hotel, like, we're these nice hotels. And it's two waitresses come up to me, I'm, I'm having breakfast, and they go, uh, like, pardon me, um, Mr. Davis, uh, Jeff Davis? Uh, yeah. They go, we are such big fans of yours. And, I, and there, there's a lot of Who's Line fans there. Like, they, like, it's been syndicated there for ages. So a lot of people really know Who's Line, which is why they brought us out there, I suppose. Um, there, everyone thinks I'm Jeff, the same Jeff Davis they wrote Team Wolf, but, they, but for, for their money, they're giant Criminal Minds fans. And everybody thought I was the Jeff Davis that wrote Criminal Minds, because that's the same Jeff Davis. Oh, the, okay. The, the Wolf we got to get this guy in the show. It's, 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 it shouldn't be. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to insult him by saying it shouldn't be that hard, but yeah. I'm just assuming if he works in L.A. and his name's Jeff no. Davis, we were doing, we he did, must want to talk about this. We did a show in Bangalore. Greg and I are doing it, and then we're doing it, like a photo op, meet and greet. Like People like you know come up and take photos and stuff like that with the backdrop and the, the whole you know paparazzi kind of flim-flam. And security and stuff, and these these guys that look like straight up Har- Harmontown age, Harmontown nerdy looking fans, they come up and they're like, "Oh, we are big fans of yours, big fans of yours." I go, "Oh, thank you. You, you, you like the show?" They go, "We love the show. Criminal Minds, the best show in the world." Criminal uh, Minds. Like, but they just saw me perform improv, and they still think that I'm the Jeff Davis from Criminal Minds. Well, it's like, I, yeah, I mean that's a, that, to live in their world where you're like, yeah, to, I'm creating Criminal Minds and Teen Wolf, and then fuck it, let's play, let's play line, emotional party. As a sideline, I tell dick jokes, but I'm, <laughs> um, not, but I'm not being a show. But wait, let me. What's Criminal Minds again? I don't know. I think Paget Brewster was on it at some point. No, is that wait? It, really? I don't. I, I think I don't know. I've never seen that or Teen Wolf. I don't know. <sighs> I just know that. I told you about the, my accountant calling me up and saying that, uh, that did you spend $5,000 on limousines last night? No. Th- th- I got billed for Je- the other Jeff Davis's limo rides to the Emmys or something like that. Oh, man. We, it's like we were... When they come up with TV show names, are they trying? Are they? Is part of it like, well, we want it to sound like other shows because that's part of the appeal of TV if it sounds yeah. too much like a bus People won't know they should watch it. So let's call it TV show, but we'll just technically change the title so that you can find it. I think especially for procedurals and stuff, that's absolutely a huge... Like, there's always NYP, or I don't know. It's like, then there was Chicago and Chicago Fire, and it's like, they're, they're trying to just cash on the... It's yeah. just it's just these words that are like things you like, right? Television. Yeah. It makes I sense. I, I, I in a, in, a, in an ideal culture, you would you you could call it anything. You could call it Gadzukamuka colon a crime procedural, right? You know, and then people would go, oh, well, Gadzukamuka. At least I can remember that. Hey, who's who's forgetting it? Whatever. If you're into that, what, I guess what's you're the, uh, what, the what's name. the elevator pitch for a Gadzukamuka? It's just it's just uh, seven uh, experts from uh, uh, different fields uh, forced to work on a task force uh, in downtown Cincinnati uh, uh, due to a, uh, the, uh, the 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 recent string of abductions. And then at the end of the season, if you watch it, then I, they, you know at the end of it, they're like they're, they're like, well, I guess that's it. They got all the boxes uh, packed up and the sets are you know the bulletin boards are emptied. 
and then the and then the guy comes out from the office and goes like, "Not so fast, jackasses." A homeless guy just got eaten by a Loch Ness monster in <laughs> Scotland. Loch Ness monster. <laughs> <laughs> and then the, 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 the second question: How many We're going Loch to Scotland. Are there? <laughs> <laughs> we, Cincinnati's being overrun by Loch Ness monsters. <laughs> uh, yeah, I wonder what it would take to write a procedural. I guess you, I guess a healthy dose of watching procedurals. Yeah, that seems like everybody. Yeah, and I think I think you have to like. Have someone like a consulting producer that used to work on one of those things that knows all the. Oh, let's plans. test that. Th- let's see if we could just improvise a procedural just just as a radio play. We don't have to act it out. Okay. Let's now, just... I, I'm not as familiar with them as you are. So I don't really watch them, but I'll give, I'll do. I think my you best. could take my lead. Yeah. I'm like uh, 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 Marty McFly saying to the band, "Watch me for the changes. Try to keep up." Okay. All right. So. Uh, you know, the cold open, I think we could put a pin in, but let's just say it's like a paper plate uh, factory and a uh, guy's finishing making the paper plates and he goes like, I'm all done here. And his off-screen voice says, are you? There's, yeah. There's more in here, though. <laughs> in here where it's dark and not surveilled. <laughs> and then he, <laughs> then he walks into the back room. And you don't even hear what happens. <laughs> I got to admit, I, I didn't expect this guy to be the victim, but it's okay. But but if it, if we don't see what happened, all right, well, do we hear a sound, like a silencer? No, see, that, you, it goes to silent. Like, it, it kind of yeah, okay, just sounds and, and then, 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 then we cut to a, a woman in bed, and she's looking. It's like she's rest, like nervously sleeping and reaches over, and there's nobody there. And she sees the clock, and it's 2.30 a.m., and she picks up her phone and starts calling Okay. Somebody, but because, you, but a cold open. We're gonna need to we're gonna need to punch this thing. Yeah, like yeah, we yeah. want it to we want a blow to our cold open, and it can't be a guy walking in the darkness. And it can't be a lady checking her. But phone. she's like, where's where, where you know? No, and now he's she, disappeared. Now where is he? That's the assumption we're making, right? So now right. he's disappeared at the paper plate factory. He so was then, supposed to be home hours ago. So then cut to her. Because it's a cold open. We gotta keep it short. So now, but now doesn't the story change into her finding her? Yeah. Guy who so she because cut to her pulling up like right. let's, and let's just so now save she's going money to the paper plate and she cut to her forward. at the same set where he was yeah yeah, yeah. So she's wearing a fur coat or whatever she threw on a fur uh, coat because she because the, that's the paper the rich, plate money the rich wife of a paper plate factory <laughs> worker well I think that's a clue there you go it's a gift okay. I, I don't want to blow the whole plot but I think that's going to be a thing right and so she's and she's why and then she she walks into that back room that Spencer described and then she turns on a light and the camera kind of Ghostbusters on her and she goes ah okay right. so then you can go to your title sequence okay. CSI and, and it's like letters, c- crime conspiracies science. international no that's wrong it's that's get, not get, a good title Gadzookamooka Gadzookamooka uh, yeah, sorry 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 Gadzookamooka uh, which crime- is the name of the plate company oh oh <laughs> It's centered. It's is a it, series centered around the like, intrigue of the plate company. <laughs> it's, all right, it's, it's like Gadzookamooka the wire. Plates. Okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> plates. You know what? Uh, it's, it's, uh, and the billboards for the show say, you know what? Uh, 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 now serving murder. As <laughs> <laughs> murder serves yeah. uh, three. Yeah. Yeah. Come back for seconds. Uh, degrees murders. The plates are disposable, but the crimes last forever. <laughs> Kind of thing, like yeah. heartache is. <laughs> I don't want to keep developing this show 
Only not not, not because publicly. I don't believe in it because I'm I'm starting to get greedy. I'm right? A, yeah. I, I want to pitch it. To know about this? I have a first look with <laughs> FX. Got, I don't want to waste took this. Took a plates. I mean, I, I think it's well, this is probably like a six episode Netflixy kind of thing, right? I mean, yeah. You, 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 like Spotlight. It's a yeah. Series. Which was a six episode. Well, Netflix shit. If it's right? if it's on Netflix, fi- well, let's not develop it. Let's just make it a ten hour story, chop it into six parts, and go home. Uh oh. Shots fired. Netflix. <laughs> Shots fired. Most successful TV venue. I warmed up to Mindhunter, but it could use more paper plates. There are Mindhunters in Criminal Minds, I think. Yeah, like I think most of the show is a bunch of Mindhunters. What, what, what did the Golden off. Globes uh, go off with uh, without a hitch? Oh my God! I am still recovering after that Oprah speech. That's all I'm seeing on Instagram is people posting pictures of Oprah. Just the most generic things about it, too. Just like it had to have been either very impressive or very not impressive. Did she go there or did she not go there? (laughs) She might. I think she went there. (laughs) She gave everyone a car. The disappointing thing would would be amazing if she literally gave everyone a car, not just the people at the Golden Globes. Just everyone, all of us. (laughs) We all get a car. As a a measure of her actual wealth. That we're sitting here snarking her and then we go home and we have a car. (laughs) And and, and, yeah. It's Uh, in your your busted garage right now (laughs) next to the Segway. I'm the only one that doesn't have a car because my my garage door is busted so everyone took my car. Is the Segway still down there? Did you did you you removed it? No, the Segway never it. existed. Yeah, it was uh, it was a trick of the light. I was cooler than that. Yeah. I, I, you the missed, Segway. You missed I an got... opportunity in that photo that you that you and Cody both posted photos of it. I think. And you, what yeah. you do, the way you get away with you having an, an embarrassing Segway in your garage is you say that that's the that's what the drunk driver was on. I know. I, he, I, he, I, he drove the Segway through your drive through your garage. He kept door. going until he hit the back wall. <laughs> I figured that out after you said it, and I sh- I mean, bonus points for actually taking the Segway and placing it at the point of impact. <laughs> do you think that would be too much, or Just tipped over sideways with a couple beer cans? Put a chalk it? line that's that's shaped like a Segway in front of the. <laughs> Uh, speaking of Hollywood gossip, uh, how, I don't want to get you guys in trouble because of your personal relationships. Can I just say I was at a party that was a birthday party of a famous musician? Yeah, can we talk about this or can we not talk about this? I, all I want to say is I'll, I'll, let me vet this with you and you tell me if I can say it. Okay. I just want to say that Johnny Depp was at the party and I think he was literally wearing a hat on a hat. <laughs> I can confirm this. <laughs> he was literally. He, was, he had was a lot of. Like, he it was, was like wearing, a beanie on a beanie. He was wearing all all of the costumes from the last eight pirates movies at the same time. <laughs> he had a lot of shit on him. I couldn't believe it. Yeah, he was. Wearing, I didn't, I'm he so, was wearing. I'm so layers. celebrity blind. I didn't know that I was standing next to Courtney Love for ten minutes, and until somebody pointed out that it was Courtney Love standing there. And, she really she gave me the heebie-jeebies. Just in the just in the vein of of go- harmless gossip, I'm not I, I'm not going to cross a threshold into defamation or anything like that. I think she'd be happy to hear this me gossiping about this. I, but at the same time, it's not it's it's totally shallow crap. That's just star fuckery. Like I was at a party and Courtney Love was there, but I was. It was noteworthy to me. I was like, wow, she's I. Uh, I, she looks uh, healthy. She looks great. Yeah, that's all I wanted to say. 
She looks better than she did ten years ago. It which takes is something. A, it takes on a new tone now because you're like, oh, you're not supposed to judge people, objectify them and stuff. But Courtney Love, I think, is a special case because it's like, well, she's Courtney Love. She was sort of like a tarot card for. Like she was the American, uh, 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 what I don't know. We always have these like archetypes that we sell. It. We go like, oh, she's crazy. She's doing. She's drunk. Yeah, and she's, she's had her ups and downs. But for somebody who's who's who had that that archetype and that I, that power, she was like, yeah, she she looked very healthy. What? Who cares about my opinion about who looks healthy? I, I, find that, I think that gets into character. <laughs> I find that being an accused murderess takes a lot of years off. What? What did you say? Being, oh. being an accused murderess. Oh, okay, I, I, didn't, I didn't mean to make you repeat it. I. What's the Can deal? Can we talk about that? Charles Fleischer though? No, let's talk about Courtney Love's uh, involvement in Kurt Cobain's death. Well, I think if we talk about that and then talk about Charles Fleischer, we'll we'll definitely never be invited to any parties ever again. That'll be the only result. <laughs> Charles Fleischer. The voice of Roger Rabbit. But was, it is important was, to was, say was, Charles Fleischer has become physically specific. Wait, He's what become happened? a mythical creature. What happened with Charles Fleischer? Well, no, uh, uh, that is that's a, uh, that's a question for God to answer. You guys listen to Skull Juice? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Is that what yeah, you're yeah, talking yeah. about? No. He, no. But if you if you have not heard the Skull Juice episode with Dino Stamatopoulos and Andy Dick, where Charles Fleischer is momentarily a guest, it's arguably the only he, listen. Uh, Dino episode. throws him off the show, kind of. Or no, he, he just drives off. him off the show. Yeah. It was yeah. it was fucking. It's the best episode. It's the only listen uh, episode you got to listen to. I of think Skull it's Juice. the best episode of a podcast. It might I've be. Ever heard. Yeah, it was amazing. It, it was it, certainly it, like it, this belongs in a museum. You don't have to love or hate <laughs> Roger Rabbit or know Dino or Andy Dick. Or give a shit about podcasts to love this episode because it, the amount of conflict that happens in the first four minutes <laughs> is outrageous. Yes, yeah, I but mean, Charles Flake was just kind of haunting the party, and, and when the cake came out, he just wanted to eat all the cake. Do you think it's okay to talk about just the one thing that I think the the listeners would be interested in? Without we don't have to talk about whose house the party was at, but just the interesting fact that about how the party kind of uh, uh, went off the rails. Is that? Do you think that's too? Yeah, it's, um, we well, out of bounds. Let me tell it then carefully because I don't want anybody to get upset because I did do some looking and thankfully it didn't seem to like explode online or anything and there uh -huh. hasn't been any gossip, so I don't want it to start here. But someone made the mistake, as anyone who's ever been to a Hollywood party, which I'm sure is all of these listeners knows. Yeah. <laughs> you're not supposed to say where you're at and it's pretty tight and you don't want like. Um, anybody just showing up to like a house party or whatever? If when you, you have, can't believe when you're you have there, Johnny Depp there or whatever, like yeah, if you can't believe the address on Facebook, I didn't know that you were you and Cody are going to be there. I was blown away I know, that you there and Cody were so and many people who didn't there. belong there. <laughs> who let, who let this, <laughs> this rabble in? And already, like it was a little bit too loose of a guest list. Like once we came in, the owner of the house was not too pleased with just how many people were in his house. He wasn't quite prepared for that. But someone had the bright idea to, like, I don't know if they deliberately posted it on Instagram or if they, like, location tagged where right. they were without thinking or something. But somehow the address got out and, like, like teenagers started showing up, like, young young man fans. of uh, and, Like, it was just, like, they were pounding on... The gates, and there had been like um, we can say ballet. It, it, we can say it was Sting's it was Logan Paul. It was, it was Sting's. Sting's house. No, it was no, Sting's it was house. Sting's. We can talk about this now. <laughs> it was Steve's place. No. Sting's house. It's a, the phrase "Sting's house" is already funny. 
<laughs> like I, I don't. I never imagined him living in a. I, th- I would imagine him living in a, a nest, yeah. <laughs> a like house. a like a, a under the aurora no, I mean, borealis. Look, it was it, it was a nice treehouse. It was a, a, it was the biggest treehouse party I've ever been to. Sting Sting lives in an in an igloo uh, that's uh, inside of a yurt. Yeah, he has a yeah. The, the inside, in a yurt. inside his, his, his yoga sweat lodge is an igloo. He lived, yeah. He lives in a in a igloo inside a yurt, and the and all of his appliances are powered by the temperature differential between the uh, yurt and the igloo. Mm-hmm. It's a yurt compound connected with hammocks. It has around. a half life of seven hundred years and two orgasms. Mm-hmm. All of the all of the electricity is powered by his own self interest. <laughs> I mean, we don't. Okay, fuck Sting. We can't punish Sting it's for Sting. our interest in him. Sting's the worst. All right. You were at his house. <laughs> we weren't we weren't really at Sting's house. For the purposes of this story, we're just gonna keep pretending Let's it's just Sting's say house. It was Sting. Let's so just say so that it's oh, Sting's I'm sorry house. Sorry if anybody thought and... that we were at Sting's house. I just, I, we got derailed just because the phrase Sting's house was really entertaining to me. But we could basically we the end of the story is is that there was property damage because someone leaked the location of this party and these kids broke like the front gate and the back gate. We're talking about stealing and it, it ended up in this everybody out scenario that right. sent the kids who were trying to break in with the party guests, including Courtney Love and anybody else who was like some hot shot out on the street at the exact same yeah. moment, all trying to get cars at the same time. And that's kind of fun for the kids to know that if you're at a Hollywood party and shit goes sideways enough, you will get shoved into the street with famous people. Like, yeah, right? yeah but, now but, it's going to no, be I, the goal, right? Like after this. <laughs> you and Cody had left before the the, the, the fur hit the fire. Right uh, before. Um, then things got crazy and everyone's being yelled at and the guy who threw the party was mad at the, the birthday uh, person. And But we found out, I thought Johnny Depp got thrown out with us because we all got thrown out. We all Turns made out our J- way out the door at the J- same time. Johnny Depp was apparently there at 3.30. No, he Clean, stuck around. Cleaning up. He, whoa. He, he apparently went to work. That's and, all right, man. That's all right. And used one of his 9,000 scarves to wipe down the fucking <laughs> kitchen counter. And, and while, while, in the, middle of any while the birthday boy was being bitched out by the host <laughs> and, and being surly and, you know, petulant on the couch, Johnny Depp was up there, like, cleaning up cups and fucking wiping down the fucking shit. And, like, he was being, like, the, like the mensch oh, of the party. Oh, he was the good friend yeah, who stuck like around and Johnny tried Depp to with, like, make a hefty better. bag, like, yeah. red oh, solo no. cups. It's cool. Two no, hats. No, so, no, no, Johnny, you don't have to do that. No, it's all right, man. It's all right. Man, anything I can do to help, man. He and Courtney sang a song together, and I gotta say, it Johnny was, never sang, but yeah, I mean, he played guitar. He played guitar, and Courtney sang. It was not that good. I was, uh, I was disappointed. Oh come on! It was, it was like a little. It was like a little impromptu, like living room set. What was that? The it song, the music, or the the lyrics? I don't know. I just I, at some point the, the party. I want to know who's part- worse at singing or guitar. I, I don't know. Come on. So Let's- anyway, I'm fucking Sting, <laughs> and I mean, and I mean fucking him. And Sting is still. He's still coming. coming. <laughs> I made him come for the first time since uh, since Quadrophenia. It's a movie he was in. Yeah, well, so we'll find out what Oprah did. And uh, I think she did something encouraging. Joe Perry from Aerosmith was walking around a bunch, and I was very excited about that, and I wanted to meet him, and he looked, I was too afraid. How thoroughly effective. I didn't quite. Cody sent me a link so I could try to understand the context but I was preoccupied. The all black thing. What was the? That was an Amber Tamblin spearheaded thing. And what? 
what was the definition of it? It was um, if you're a woman and you're going to the gold, Golden Globes, wear wear all black. Is that it? It was. I saw something about this that was about showing solidarity for women in the workplace at the Golden Globes by wearing all black. Because I, t- well, I and I did the article. I I, I feel embarrassed saying I skipped <laughs> round like I barely read it. But it was it was because I was preoccupied. But but. Uh, it's some, some, you know, it was brooded in a narrative about the culture of like super slim dresses and worrying about your weight and all this stuff. But I didn't quite huh. understand. I didn't make the connection from from zooming through the thing. Why, if if let's wear all black really just meant let's just let's just wear whatever and not worry about like jamming ourselves into a sequined. Uh, I have no tube. idea if if it had. Oh, oh, oh! She didn't spearhead it. Okay, sorry. That was Cody. Uh, Cody, do you know? Me. Do you know a lot about this? Cody's so high no. on, on fucking mescaline right now. She can't even understand. Cody, what's we're going. Gonna Cody, have Cody to, won't come up here. Yeah, she's she's bull, she's tripping balls on we're fucking. We're gonna have peyote. to Google Oprah and this all black stuff and everything. After Cody, this. Look, I'm so jealous. Cody, you look so comfy over there. This article associates the all black wearing thing with the Times Up movement, which just went public recently. Yeah, so that's like a coalition of women in the industry yeah. that are coming together time's up yeah. is shannon doherty me too is rose mcgowan and uh uh i've had it is uh, Alyssa milano right i what am, why am i doing that vein of joke <laughs> i think like, that's it. really gonna help my is cause that a joke <laughs> i well yeah because they all they were those are the charmed girls and and the whatever oh the man i used to have coasters that had charms charmed uh stuff on it like it had all the girls and it had charmed and it had like Weeknights at 7 p.m. on WB. I had all the Burger King uh, collectible Empire Strikes Back glasses when I was a kid. And we had all these awesome in the wrapper Star Wars toys, like memorabilia. And then we just gave them all away at a garage sale. Did you say Star Wars wrapper? Hit it. Oh, hang on. Don't fucking just spring it on me. What you need? Oh, hit it. Just hit it. Yo. Yo. Oh, shit. Star Wars rapper. Yo, uh, have you seen the recent movie? Yeah, it's so good. Star Wars Force. Waking up last saber Jedi. It's the fourth in the prequel series. Star Wars. This one was directed by the director of Born Identity and written by seven people. Uh, Shane Black. Did you Scarlett see, Johansson. Did you, did you see it? or you just... Sure, I saw it. <laughs> turn, turn, turn. Well, it opens... Like, well, don't throw me off. Let me drop my Star Wars synopsis science. And description of the last Star Wars movie. Here we go. By the Star Wars rapper. Full synopsis. Full synopsis. I'm about to describe the Star Wars movie I saw. And I've seen them all. I've seen every Star Wars that's ever happened from the beginning in 1977. Take it to the crawl. The crawl starts by saying it's a dark time for outer space. 
and you better believe they make good on that promise. After some more words in the crawl, it pans down to something that you never ever saw. A big long spaceship and or planet. And then they go and something lands on it. And a robot probes some <laughs> shit. And then some other robots start looking at it. And then something happens and a laser comes out. And oh my god, America shouts. This is the best or worst Star Wars movie ever. It's not unremarkable garbage at all. It's not styrofoam. It's important in some way. It's either the best or the worst. It's got to either deny you or quench your thirst for a Star Wars movie because God knows you can take a franchise and just franchise it. It's never, ever going to lose any momentum. Take it to the spoilers. Just ask the Muppets. Well, I'm a Muppet rapper. Oh, I'm a Star Wars rapper. I'm a Pokemon rapper. Hey, we all work for Time Warner, Disney, and Marvel. Oh, the Star Wars movie happened, and, and man, oh man, you've never seen so many spaceships. Can you believe that scene where Yoda did more things than Yoda should be able to do? Shit. May the force be with you. Fishman was a new classic. I'm glad they invented him. I hope he doesn't get blasted in the next thing, but that that after the title sequence teaser made me think that maybe he might be evil or his father might be his mother's sister. <sighs> I'm not being sarcastic. I love rapping about Star Wars. I'm a Star Wars rapper. I love this franchise. I got a lot of faith in it. Please keep making these movies. Make a hundred more. Make a thousand more. Make a million more. Keep asking me to come to the theater door. I'm gonna camp outside on the sidewalk all night. I'm gonna get into a horrible knife fight with other nerds about whether we should wait longer or who cut in line. And meanwhile, the country is crumbling. While I am mumbling about enamel pins with Princess Leia's CG face on them. Star Wars! When they gonna fight those Star Wars? I'm a Star Wars rapper! You won the battle, the star battle, but not the Star War. Oh! <laughs> Darth Gaga, the, the, the newest Sith Lord with a lightsaber that has two blades coming out of the handle and, uh, of course, little tiny lightsaber hand guards coming out of the hilt. Um, what could be cooler and smarter and sexier than that? A, a lightsaber with uh, fucking little baby lightsabers that come out in case someone tries to do that move where they slide their lightsaber down yours and cut your fingers. You'd be like, psych. It's, it's, no, it's like, yeah, it makes sense. You know, you buy a big book of swords and you uh, get out your sketchbook and you design new lightsabers because that's, that's where we needed to innovate. Is uh, that no, nothing was really working about the lightsaber? 
Really? I mean, what was it? A stick with a laser that's still coming out of it? Oh, oh, geez, let's reboot that. I mean, people are probably sick of that shit. And after all, really, didn't the person that designed the original lightsaber, weren't they really working within limitations? I mean, and weren't they, weren't they defined by them? There was no imagination happening in the original Star Wars. It's not like now that you have computer technology, you should just go, okay, that shit is designed how it's designed. It happened a long, long time ago in a fucking galaxy far, far away, so why would you upgrade the goddamn fucking... Why Why would you have a lightsaber with two blades? I, I want to fart on your shit and ha- eat it. Have you considered... Have you considered that it's actually extremely badass? <laughs> to be fair, you have to have a high IQ to like the new Star Wars. But the yeah. technology improved in prequels. Well, it's hard to which argue Which means it kind of went back in time getting better lightsabers. It's extremely badass. Technically. Can you imagine the ultimate insult of you taking a shit and somebody walking over and farting on your shit? And then eating it. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Um, it's me. Uh-oh. <laughs> it's me, uh, the Star Trek rapper. <laughs> we should also revisit that franchise a thousand times. Uh, you know what we should really generally do is only make things that have already been made. It makes sense. Everybody knows that. It's this new sustainability. Um, I, it's recycling. Do you think, have the Star Wars and Star Trek rappers ever collaborated together? Was there ever a, a song where they got together? I'm already exhausting myself, and I can already feel, like, why am I trying to get people to hate me? Yeah. Oh, oh hey, it's Don't Forget Me, the Blade Runner rapper. <laughs> yo, Blade Runner. Blade Runner 2049, yo, yo, a Blade Runner reboot, 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 Blade Runner, yo, you are a robot, are you a robot, or are you a human, yo, I'm gonna hunt you down, but I want you nicely, not Harrison Ford, but Harrison Ford's still in the movie, because he's still alive, so put him in the movie, but put him in three quarters of the way through, and then make him co-star, and put him on the poster, yo, it's a brilliant, movie. You're not allowed to hate it because they used Vangelis in the soundtrack and they didn't totally fuck it up so it's Citizen Goddamn Fucking Kane. Except, here's the thing, it's boring. B to the O to the I and D. I saw Blade Runner. It I'm 45 years old, I don't give a fuck You can't convince me that I had a good time You can't convince me I'm sneezing You can't convince me I'm laughing You can't convince me it's pleasing I'm not entertained, I didn't like it Blade Runner was dumb I won't take it away from you I won't try to convince you that you didn't like it However, if you yell at me for not liking it I will make fun of you and I will know that you're 25. Blade Runner 2049. Very boring movie. Shouldn't have waited in line. You were stupid. I got a screener. Don't be mad. Don't be meaner. Suck my dick. It fucking... It was boring. Why? 
Why would I care about your hologram girlfriend? You didn't hack the circuitry. She's not special. She's not Johnny Five. She's a fucking hologram. She's not alive. So you, she gets stepped on at the end? I don't fucking care. It doesn't send me into fucking any kind of arc. She never existed. She's a fart. She's a cloud. He's a fucking robot. None of it matters. Nothing matters. The whole movie didn't matter. Nothing happened that mattered. The movie didn't matter. By the way, the one thing that mattered is the idea that robots were making babies? And it was never explained. What the fuck? Robot babies? The robots are making babies. All right. So they're not robots then? Who cares? Robots are made of metal and can run through walls. And if you shoot them, they don't fall down as quickly. They're like zombies that way. That's what makes them cool. And you can tell convicting stories about what it's like to be something that's not human, like Frankenstein or the original Blade Runner. But then if you make a movie based on a movie that you liked, you run the risk of making a Xerox of a Xerox of a phantom of a thought. And you might be just stupid and pretending to be smart. Blade Runner sucked. Blade Runner sucked. Give it a million awards. I don't care. Kick me out of Hollywood. Put me in prison. It fucking sucked. If I have to pretend Blade Runner was good in order to keep working here, I will kill myself. Sorry. Blade Runner sucked. You know what was pretty good? What was good? I, Tanya, was good. It was a movie about a figure skater. Sorry. I, Tanya, was pretty fun. But, you know, that means I'm getting old. I'm getting old, you know? But I don't, th- but I don't think 18-year-olds liked Blade Runner 2092 or whatever it is. I, 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 I think you're, I think if you're, I think it's people my age that were like, "Whoa, Blade Runner was awesome," because we, because, and I understand the emotional concept that you were terrified that they were going to fuck up Blade Runner the way they fucked up RoboCop, the way they fucked up everything. That we've gotten so scared that they're going to fuck everything up that you were relieved that it wasn't fucked up. But not fucked up doesn't mean good. <laughs> good, you know, it, 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 yeah. Like, if you don't believe that, call a lift and, and, and have your driver be either fucked up or not fucked up. And do you want to drive you home? We had a lift with a dog in it the other day. A little, oh. pu- a little puppy named Phoenix. Phoenix. That's was in the great. front seat, and she just jumped in the back seat with us and laid in our laps and wanted tum-tum rubs, and it was the best thing in the world. That was the best lift ever. Although, the- I couldn't help but think, you know, what if you were allergic and you got into that lift? You just, it would be a nightmare. I walked in. I was already happy because I looked. I, Phoenix's little puppy was in the front seat. I didn't see the dog. I saw a, a nice, brand new lint roller, in the little mesh, you know, seat pouch, you know, thing, seat back thing. I go, oh, that's nice. He has a lint roller. And then you find out why, because there's a little little, dum- little head dummy, pops you know, around the corner. And a little dummy Phoenix wants tum tum rubs. Aw, Phoenix. Phoenix seemed to be trained too. This seemed to be a thing. Phoenix knew to wait for the signal that the people in the back seat wanted Phoenix in the back seat and oh. then jumped back there and, and, and then knew when our ride was over went in the front and seat. hopped back into the front seat. Knew it when the, when the car came to a stop and the, and the, 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 the thing, like, you have arrived at your destination and Phoenix got out of our way so we could you know, get out and do our thing. 
It was adorable. He's got it. Yeah, baby, he's got it. <laughs> I'm your Phoenix. Uber Phoenix. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Uber Phoenix. Uh, what, what time? Uh, I can't. Let's get some Levy up here. Steve Levy? Okay. Come join us, Levy. But I'm warning you now. Yeah. Haircut, Levy. He's got a haircut, haircut Levy. Levy. What's hey, up, Steve? Oh, Were you no. in Miami? No, I don't know. I went to school there. Oh. Yeah. How was your holidays? Uh, did, you, did you travel? I think you did, right? Yeah, I went home. It was not good. <laughs> you almost died, you said, outside. I did, yeah. It was, it was hard. It was, a, it was a hard week for me. <laughs> Just we- so weather-wise or emotionally? I was freezing. I mean, I got, I got sick, so I was bedridden for like three or four days. And the first morning I was sick, I woke up and I couldn't move my arm. Couldn't move it more than this, and it was really painful. For five dollars a month, you can subscribe to Harmontown and see how much his arm could move. <laughs> <laughs> um, and and I couldn't sleep because every little movement hurt my arm. It was just so painful. What, what happened to your arm? Well, I thought like, oh, this will get better. And I was just in bed for a couple of days. I was getting over this cold, whatever it was. Um, so you thought maybe you slept on it wrong. Yeah, yeah. I thought, like, yeah, like, lost circulation or something. And then my mom was like, you have to go to the doctor. And we go to this old Jewish doctor, and he's cracking all these jokes, and I was just in a lot of pain. He's like, we got to x-ray this thing. Well, that was, that's not a joke. That's the thing doctors say. No, yeah. <laughs> well, Did he say we have, uh, we have bad news and we have worse news? He, well, he, he took the x-ray ch- chart, put it on the light thing, and circled this thing in my shoulder... And he was just like, sorry, this, <laughs> you're way too young to be getting this. It's ultra rare for anyone your age to really get this. I, I don't know what, what to tell you, but you have a, um, a calcium deposit in your rotator cuff. Oh, for, no. For real? Yeah. And it's, is, is this part of the joke? No. Okay. And, and uh, he but was calcium's like. calcium's good for you. Well, I, yeah, but I don't Not think when it's, it deposits. I don't think it's re- ah. yeah. I don't think it's related. Um, but <laughs> he was just like essentially the tissue cells and the calcium cells are very very close. So your body, like when it was making tissue cell, it ended up being calcium cell, which is essentially like bone. It's like you know, it's, uh-huh. like, it's like a physical. It, it's a like a thing that grew in my shoulder. I mean, all so cells I, are tissue cells. There's no, there's no, there's know. no actual thing called tissue in your body. I mean, everything's tissue. What I, you know, he was trying to simplify it. Okay, me, I guess. But uh, so, like, when I was moving, there's like just like this, like. So now there's bone there interfering like with thing, the like rotation of my your shoulders and my. Well, how are you moving your arm now? Well, so it's what better. he did was he was like, "Okay, this is gonna really suck for you." Oh, I'm no. so oh, so sorry oh, about oh, this. Oh my god! Let's pinpoint where your pain is. Oh no! And he was like pushing on certain areas. He's like, "Ah, okay, here's the area," and he takes out this giant needle, <sighs> and he goes, "Okay." I like on the count of three. I guess this is gonna. It's gonna be terrible. <laughs> on the count of three, so you're and smash it. And what he do, what he did was he he went like this. What? 
What is he doing? Is it an ice pick? What no, is he it's doing? No, it's a needle and he, he's and using it. And he finds it, yeah. the calcium deposit and he just keeps Breaks pushing it in apart. and out like this to break it apart. Like, a f- wow. like, like, like he's mashing potatoes? Like yeah, yeah, and then he's moving it around like this. Ah! He's scraping then, it out of your rotator this cuff. Is, this happened for like ah! a minute and 30 seconds. And what? I was like, ah. it was he didn't give you anything we- before he fucking did that? It was that? the weirdest sensation. Did he give no. you a belt to bite or something like a stick? I was biting my stick, lip. Yeah. It actually like, re- it really hurt, and you could feel like hitting stuff in there. No. And he's like, and then he injected. Are, and then he- are you sure he was a doctor? <laughs> yeah. And the in- he injected cortisone, which is what they give like the yeah. athletes when yeah. they get injured. And he was like, all right, man. The- but I, know, I know that really. Growing? When did he give you the cortisone? It, like intermittently while okay. through yeah. the stabbing. It was a needle full of cortisone that he squirted yeah. out while while yeah yeah chiseling. Oh but he yeah. he used it as a as an ice pick. Yeah, yeah, to oh. break apart. A this crate. sounds like. Did he say, "Hold on, I got an idea"? Before he started doing <laughs> no, this, he's like, "This is what." This doesn't sound like a procedure. Like, this is legitimate. What we do. I'd like to see his diploma. Yeah. So anyway, he was like, Jeff. He was Jewish. He was like. You would think he was like you would think the worst part is over, I th- I, and I think it is, but it's only going to get worse before it gets better. Oh no! What? what? So he's like, the next two days are really going to suck. <laughs> what? For what? You. Fuck! Fuck! And he's like, it's gonna. You probably won't be able to move it as much, and uh, you'll experience a lot more pain. And then hopefully over the next qu- couple of days, you'll get some movement back, and it'll be less tight. And you know, like I get, I, it's still tight, but. Uh, and, I, and it doesn't hurt, and not in a like millennial way. Feel. It's not tight like it's yeah, yeah, like not lit. Like, not like not cool. Like yeah, it's not, you're so not sick. You're it's not no. Dope. So then I was bedridden all that day, and and then the next day, my mom was like, "Will you come out to dinner with us? It's my boyfriend's sixtieth birthday, and it's the doctor." No. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and 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 his daughter's gonna come. And I was like, "It'll be a nice thing." I was like, "Okay, fine." So we go to dinner, and. Like halfway through the meal, we're eating. I took a bite of this piece of steak, and it's, it's Saturday night. We're at this like popular restaurant, and it's like it's not going down right, you know. And I was like, ah, oh, this is this is not feeling good. It starts to burn a little bit, so I drank a bunch of water, right. and then I couldn't breathe. <gasps> I, I couldn't breathe at all. Like it was it was really bad, and I was like in my head, everyone's looking at me like, are you okay? As I'm like. Struggling, and but when you faces. when you're really choking, you can't even make a sound. No, yeah, so people you, you are just like looking at you, like you're, what? You're, you're, like you're, they're looking, and and I was just like in my head, I was like, okay, there's a fifty percent chance I could clear this on my own, and I, <laughs> and I, I kind of wanted to, but it was like, why, why are you doing this? Just take the easy way out. They're saying, are you okay? Do the give you're the, supposed give, to do the yeah. Give this. The, and I was like, I have to give the universal symbol for for, for choking. choking. Did you do it? Yeah. So I went, what happened? I went when like this, and and then my mom was like, Oh my god! And then everyone just starts hitting you on the back. Her, her boyfriend was just like, Do you need the Heimlich maneuver? And I was like, Yes. And so I had to stand up in the middle of this restaurant. The all of the air just got sucked out of the restaurant. Everyone stopped what they were doing. All the tables were looking at me. I was what? so fucking embarrassed. All the waiters like, Oh my god! Oh my god! And then my mom's boyfriend gave me the Heimlich maneuver, which wasn't painful at all. I thought it would be. Maybe it was the adrenaline, but, like, for 15 seconds. And then I just started, like, regurgitating all this water onto my plate on the table into the middle of the restaurant. Everyone's looking at me, and I'm just so fucking embarrassed. Please get... 
tell me it was like an Olive Garden or something. No, no, it was like a really what nice. What was it? Why it was did a really we spend nice this restaurant? podcast <laughs> talking about my the harassment of employees? What, this is the, the, the I had a it was a this really been the bad, lead story. It was a really bad uh Jesus. You know, is that why it took so long for you to get on uh, uh fixing my garage? I'm kidding. God damn it. <laughs> well, the okay, joke so, is I'm a bad so, boss. So then so then uh so then that happens. And so the you were choking on the steak or no? You're yeah, like, it was a piece of steak. It wasn't going down right. I was like having a hard time breathing. So this I is thought, unrelated like, to the cortisone and the, and the shoulder stabbing. No, this is a separate thing. You're just choking. <laughs> I got sick for four days. I, I got, Yeah, my arm broke down and then I almost died. Well, could, come, yeah, I guess a cortisone so, could like maybe constrict your throat or something. Or It was... It was it was so weird to not be able to breathe. Like it, it was. Oh, it was the, like simulated I mean, it's, drowning. Like it's happened. It's happened to like probably a, burning, a lot of people there, in this there's room. There's like a burning here, and then it was like a cool sensation because there was water on top, and just like no, there's no that like, moment it, where you realize it was like it was it you was can't do anything about it. That it's like yeah. actually happening, and then the weirdest thing we've talked about it on this podcast is like the strangest thing happens that you you get ashamed of it. You don't want it to be happening, so you yeah. want it. You you kind of have an instinct to like get out of there yeah, most, and most go die choking, in an alley. Most choking victims die in the bathroom alone. They they actually, get up uh, they get up and go to the uh, ladies' room or the men's room and die. That actually almost happened. The perils of like living alone. Um, I woke up. I was telling Levy outside because he was telling me that he almost died by choking. A few years ago, I went to a Chinese restaurant that I always go to in Chinatown and ordered the same thing I always do, the duck and. It was bad duck, evidently, because I woke up at like four in the morning with food poisoning and couldn't stop vomiting, like projectile vomiting to the point where it blocked my nasal cavities. So the nasal cavities get blocked with vomit and then I'm continuing to vomit without being able to stop. And I couldn't take a breath. Right. And I'm thinking the whole time, I'm like, isn't this what they tell you about how you can choke on your own vomit? Right. And isn't this how, this must be what it's like when people die? And how many days is it going to be before someone finds me? And I'm like thinking all of this before finally like something happens and like one nostril gets just the tiniest oh, bit of air that I'm able to then go like, and, like and I'm still vomiting. But now I've just oh. got that little bit of life saving air. And oh. I'm like looking at my cat, like how many days would it have been before you started eating my face? Like Three. I just don't. Three. <laughs> Like, I, it was like, wow, like this close. Like, who would have found me? How long before someone would have, like, suspected something? Like, do, do cats eat your face when the they get cat, hungry? The cats start almost immediately. You stop moving and they're like, <laughs> yeah, so you're never going to feed me? And, and then, then they're like, well, you're right there. You look like a big bull. Dogs, dogs take a couple days because they're like, I feel like this is a test. <laughs> this is like him. <laughs> Fucks with me. <laughs> is this, this is like cats Pusibles. are like, I've been waiting for this. <laughs> the, the, the weird thing, though, is in public, not that they can do anything, but as soon as it's over with, everyone goes right back to their conversations and eating like nothing ever happened. But do they you all know clap, they're though, not. They, you, they can't be talking okay? about Game of Thrones. They must all be going like, what's up with that dude? He choked. He yeah, cho- I know. I it saw took, him. It took me. It took me like ten minutes to recover. I couldn't. I didn't eat the rest of the night because I was like, "This is. I can't. I just. I can't do it." And then the next morning, I woke up to texts from you, going, "A guy drunk drove through <laughs> my garage." I'm like, "Hello." Wow, Levy. That was Jesus. my. That was my. Uh, my break. And I mean, <laughs> you didn't text back. <laughs> I almost died, and a guy stabbed me with an ice pick covered in cortisone. Can't you deal with it yourself? Yeah. Right. Because <laughs> yeah. you know I would have fired like, you. on it. <laughs> and then I was stood up on New Year's. That was fun. And what? Then, what? Uh, 
Yeah. Stood up. Yeah, like we, you know, supposed to hang out with somebody and then. Like they, like they flaked, or they? I mean, like were like, you like standing? A, like a hot we, date, like a, a New Year's kiss, kiss you at midnight kind yeah, of. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. And she fucking boned out on you. She didn't come. There was, yeah, I don't know. She that, didn't show. Nothing happened. Yeah. Nothing happened, meaning she didn't show up, or nothing. Yeah, happened? Yeah, no, no, That's what no stood plans. Up means. So you, said, you said stood up. Yeah, I mean, like we were like, yeah, let's hang out on New Year's, and then, and then we were like, you know, this time, and then nope, they just didn't show up. Yeah. Oh, Levy. You're breaking my heart over here, Steve. Levy. It was well, a, it was a hard. It was a hard week. Only up from there. Yeah, I, I hope so. That was on New Year's. It was a tough first day back at work too. You know, lots of stuff going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah, there's not, the amount of upheaval. Well, what are yeah. we supposed to do to yeah. make this right? There's no play a little uh, play a, play, play D&D. a little D and D. I think oh, okay. I, I think we we oh. we forget our workaday cares and get into a realm of fantasy and and adventure. Uh, just one shout out about the about the set design and the ongoing technical efforts of our crew. I don't know. It's beautiful. It looks great. We had a, we had a great Christmas. I mean, the, the, our Christmas episode was like whatever in terms of content, but the fucking set was it, like that was amazing. Yeah, it was great. I, I was really envious to not be there for that one because it looked so like resplendent. I loved it. Yeah. Is this all Chris and Sarah? Like, did you, who who made all this? Awesome. Oh, thank you. I, I'm, I'm loaded with water. Thank you. You want a water? Cheers. Levy, uh, we gotta get you sure. retired. I mean, you you got bone bone yeah, things. I kept saying to my mom, "I'm dying," and she's like, "You're not dying. Stop it." Yeah. But like, I feel like I'm falling apart a well, little. Well, I mean, I want you. Yeah, we gotta get you. We gotta get you between the psoriasis. You I don't and want the you to die, my assistant. I mean, I want you know. <laughs> <coughs> I went. And got my, I went and got my annual physical, and my doctor told me that I had to stop masturbating. What? And I said, "Why?" And he goes, "Because I'm trying to give you a physical." Oh, uh, <sighs> thanks, Jeff. You know what? I, 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 there is one thing. I think Chris may have said that these lights are, are programmed to the way the show, like our voices, like as we talk. They it, light like, up moves. when the show's going well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they twinkle. <laughs> Each it, one of those lights is someone on Reddit making a comment. It's either positive or negative. It's Each. based on equalizer, I think. Like as the levels, it like flickers. I don't know. I might have made that up. Yeah. Is this like bone growth in your in your shoulder going to keep growing? I he said he said it, it could come back. It it may not. Uh, who knows? And then I found out this week, my mom was going. Um, my mom was complaining about my dad's side, like the genetics. The genetics are so bad, you're going to end up with all these terrible diseases. Your grandmother's telling me you need to get a colonoscopy. And I was like, all right. Wait, your mom said that? Yeah. I thought you said, you this is a roller coaster. You you said, mom, I'm dying. She said, you'll be fine. And then she walked out the door and then she came back and she's like, well, okay, a few things. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) She, she, She blames all the bad genetics on my dad's side. Like I have that, I have the psoriasis and whatever. My dad died early. Uh, when she, but she was in the throes of being hot for this dude that saved your life. What? Her boyfriend, the date, her date yeah. saved her son from dying. Yeah, and that's when she was like driving home and going like, "Plus, your dad's full of diseases, and his whole <laughs> side of the family's awful." Because no, she no. was like, she was like pumped no, about no, this these guy. Are, these are different, different times. Uh, They're having it at different times. Um, but what about this? Guy, she calls me and she goes, "Yeah, my brother." 
gets those all the time. It's it might be genetic. You may get more of them in different places oh, in no. your body. Yeah, because now now you know that you're prone to this, right? So yeah. is there something that he did you get any advice on how to prevent these? No. no. He said it's impossible. It just like they just, happen. That's, yeah. this you is should just stop your eating calcium. You just have a new thing to fear. I don't yeah. know that it's, it's related. Just a, it's like, well, it's a calcium deposit, so it's kind of related. They're just growths, you know? It's like some people grow skin tags and stuff. Right, and it's I just, just like a say, growth. My, my, my Polish genes make it so, well, I can't, sometimes they fall off. I, I just have erasers that grow on my body. Yeah, skin tags. <laughs> <laughs> my, 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 my hundred-year-old grandma was covered in them. Uh, 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 but I did. But, but, so this guy that's dating your mom, who saved your life, yeah, literally saved your life. Yeah, he did. Yeah, on his birthday. On his birthday. So, let's say things don't work out between him and your mom. Yeah. And uh, let's say you're at baseball practice, okay, or uh, at astronomy club, as I usually am. And uh, he pulls up in his car, and he's like toot toot, and and you're like oh, and he's like, and yeah. you're like. You look around for your mom, and because you know they broke up, then it cuts to you getting in the car. Because yeah, and then and then and then he's like, "Hey, I just wanted to hang out, and you know, how's your mom doing?" And you're like, "Michael, I don't, uh, well, you know, <clears throat> I don't know if this is appropriate or, like, what do you?" you and, he, and he's like, "Listen, will you just put in a good word for me? You know, be a good guy. Right. Tell her, tell her, tell her, I tell her I made some mistakes, but uh, she can record." Uh, 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 TLC's trading spaces uh, uh, in, a, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a schedule that 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 uh, if there's t- too many Colberts, you know, it'll balance out. Like I'm sorry, that's the fight we got into when we broke up, and just tell her we can share the DVR space. And 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 you're like, I d- uh, Michael, I look, my mom's her own woman, you know. And he's and he's like, you owe me. Saved your life, dude. <laughs> yeah. Like, like you, you weren't talking about how it's her own life when you were choking on water, and steak, and you're gonna be like, yeah. What are you gonna do? No, I, I'll, I'll vouch for him. Oh, okay. No, yeah, I think he's a good dude. But you, but all you have to do is go to your mom and say, Michael showed up. It was kind of predatory, and <laughs> like he wants me to put in a good word for him. He did save my life, so I have to. I'm passing along. <laughs> he's he, uh, yeah. He's not the guy that would, a uh, kind of guy that would do that. But yeah. What if you said no and he like stuffed a chunk of steak down your throat? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I take this back. Yeah. <laughs> he he does the ninja thing with the string and the poison, except it's a chunk of steak. Like a true parent. St- I brought you into this steak. world and I can take you back out. Right. I didn't bring That's you into this world, being called but dad. I did keep you from leaving this world, and so I think I might be able to take you out <laughs> yeah. if I if I can convince you to be vulnerable while you're eating. <laughs> Okay, you guys plan? Yeah, we'll play some I'm going to excuse let's, myself from the stage then. Let's, uh, let's thank Church for thank coming you, Church. Thanks, Church. Church. Thank you for taking us to you. Charts. Charts. I call her Charts. Did we tell the Charts story on the show before, Church? No. Wait, no. Wait, wait, where were you in Columbia? Yeah, she was at a Starbucks in, uh, in, in Columbia, and they asked her what her name was to write on her coffee cup, and she said, Church. And her cup came back, and it was Chorts, C-H-O-R-T-S. <laughs> so guess what she is called around the house all the time now? Chorts. All right, so Spencer, I, it's been a good long time since I've been here. And hey, guys. We haven't played D&D in a, in, a, in a long time. So would you catch me up and the audience up maybe 
and kind of give us a, a brief recap of what the hell's going on. Yeah. Do you want the music or no music? Whatever you want. I'm going to give you music. Some music, man. So while this is happening, think about questions that might be relevant to getting you guys personally back on track with understanding what's going on as I say these things. Last time on Harmon Quest, <clears throat> our heroes had just gotten to Dornester. They uh, got past the guards after a scuffle with undead outside the city. The guards were sleepy, it seemed, and they got inside. And once they were in Dornester, they were like, what are we supposed to do? Because they were on the quest for Patchen's gem. <laughs> He's going to keep shoving that up our ass. <laughs> well, that's not that's what's happening. Uh, while in Dornester, they split up to look for clues and get a lay of the land and the sense of the city. Jeff or... Uh, Chad and Diarrhea went to the open-air black market where they purchased clothes and did aerobics Hell with yeah. the, the Church of the Body Temple. Meanwhile, Carlos went to the church where he saw Geffen was making everyone doing crazy exercises because he said they were all on weed. And then Carlos talked to one of the people from the church and realized that this city employs a very... Uh, conspicuous theater as one of its industries. And was the theater involved in any of the intrigue? It might be the case that it was, but we'll find out now on Harmon Town Time Quest. Nice. All right. Yeah. So, so are, are we all together? Or are, we, are we still separated? Me and D Diarrhea? You had just meet, met back up to kind of discuss some of your findings. But yeah, you came to the town. You came with Patchens to help with the quest for Patchens' gem because okay. he was going to get the gem back because it was important to him. So you snuck into the town, or well, you got into the town. I wasn't really sneaking. And Patchens is not with us, right? We're Patchens is kind of with you. He's not, like, at your beck and call. Like, he kind of shows up and leaves and stuff. But, yeah. But he knows, that, we're, he knows that we feel uh, recalcitrant. He's anxious yeah, recalcitrant. and trying to find... He understands that you're trying to To help find him find gem. his gem. Yeah. Okay, so... Uh, and reluctant about it. Yeah. Let's go to this theater. Let's go to the theater. No, when we get there, let Patches do all the talking. Okay. <laughs> and we just watch Spencer play D&D &D by himself. I, I would be so good. I'd be like, <laughs> Let's do it. Hey, like, what's going on? Is there what a treasure What are you talking about? <laughs> oh. Does that happen? That happens. <laughs> <laughs> all right. You make your way to the Dornester Theater Company. It's one of the biggest buildings in town. It's a modern-looking building made out of uh, stained planks. They're stained almost like a black color. And then the, the the theater itself has a nice sign that's immaculately and intricately painted that says, Dornester Theater, now playing. What's playing? It has, uh, it, it, it says the, San it looks like it says the Sants, but it looks like a bunch of letters are missing. So it probably said something else at one point. Can we buy tickets to the show? The box office isn't open. Why did we want it? What was the point of going to the theater? When Dan was at the church, he talked to Peach, who was one of the people who had been working at the church and stuff. And he asked if there was any industries. And Peach said that the only industries were farming, milling flour, baking bread, and the theater. And so... I tried to open the door. Uh, it's locked. It's a heavy double door, like an audience-facing door. Um, I try to open the door. 
It's it's locked. <laughs> Can you pick the lock? Uh, He's not. What what pick. what hour of the day is it? Sorry. Uh, let's say it's one p.m. Okay. Uh, and I I put my ear to the door. Uh, is there a production going on within? There are. You hear voices and you hear the sounds of movement, like huh. like uh, you know, loud steps and stomps. And I, stuff. I knock on the door. All right, like you a, knock like, on the door like, like a polite individual. Mm-hmm. I do a comedic wince because I had my ear to the door when he knocked on it. So there's like a little there's uh, there's room for comedy there, but it's execution dependent. Yeah, <laughs> you find room for comedy. It um the door slowly opens. Well, it, it doesn't slowly open. After a time, the door opens, and there's a big fat guy. <laughs> um, he's wearing all black and he's wearing black tights and he's kind of like just poking through the door a little bit and he's like, "You guys aren't." You guys aren't with us. What does that mean? <laughs> You're not with the theater. Well, I came to audition. No, you didn't. Uh, why not? We're not having audition. We don't just have auditions. Well, I think I'd be perfect for the Sands. What? In the new play that I've written, which is guaranteed to double your audience size and the funding for your theater. It's about horses. Well, that all sounds very great. You want to talk to Shrove. He's kind of the master of the theater. Yeah, let's talk to that guy. Thank you. He's not here. Where do mm-hmm. we find him? Uh, small town. He's probably around. He's, he's usually out, out and about. Who knows? What grabs his attention most? What grabs his attention most? <laughs> I'd say a snappy loot tune. Oh. Snappy loot tune. Should we go to the center yeah. of town and start doing our song? Well, uh. W- <laughs> Just a couple more questions for fatty tights. Sure. Uh, are you guys uh, doing a performance uh, soon? Yeah, we're kind of behind schedule right now, but we're trying to we're trying to get some of the understudies up and going with the Saints of Virtue. That's the one we're putting on. Well, we'd love to come see a performance. Yeah. Well, it's going to be this Saturday, which isn't for a while, but, you know, we got a lot of work till then. What happened to your main cast that you need to get the understudies ready? What? <coughs> you heard him. No, I didn't. What? He said, what happened to your main cast that had such, created such a demand for understudies? The guy who was playing St. Aurora and the guys that were playing the Cunning Nests and the j- Dashing Fredo both uh, fell absent. Yeah. Both, all three of them. That's a lot of people falling absent. Yeah, people come and go and kind of like sometimes they go out on uh, little troops to do traveling shows and stuff. But it's not it's not normal that a bunch of people go missing as a result. How many days have they been missing for? Mm. Seven, six or seven. There are a lot of banditos in this show you're putting on. What do you mean? Bandito characters, traveling brigands. Uh, highway robbers. This whole city is such ilk. Oh. No, I mean in your show. In the character? Yeah, in this show, the the Ides of St. Clarice or whatever you're putting the on. The Saints of Virtue. Uh, yeah, I have, I have... The Ides of St. Clarice. Uh, what's, the, what's the elevator pitch for that when we invent ele- uh, What's Never mind. There's elevators. Okay, well, what's the what's the what's the hand cranked elevator pitch for uh, Clarice's dementia? Well, Saint Aurora was the the famous saint of virtue, along with his his kind of what do you call it, swordsman, his 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 vanguard. They were they were known as the saints of virtue, and they stood for the various goods of the world, 
and prevented them from falling into corruption and evil. Oh, those were the guys that wore the purple costumes, and they had the, like, in the stories, they always had the big capes and the crazy purple hats. I don't, I don't remember them being purple. What did they do? No, how did they dress again? Oh, how did the Saints of Virtue dress in the play? Yeah. They dress kind of as, like, uh, paladins or royal, royal churchly knights. Yeah. Are you guys? I, uh, I, I, I pull I, I pull diarrhea and Carlos aside, and I look at them. And I go, "Are you guys thinking what I'm thinking?" Pizza, <laughs> pizza, pizza party. Uh, all right. Well, thank. What was your name again? Gretel. 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 I thought it was Shrove. No, that's that's no, the master. Shrove's the the church uh, the theater guy. Well, we'll yeah. tell Shrove you said hi. Thank you, Gretel. I didn't say hi. Don't tell him that. <laughs> what, was something going down between you and Shrove? No. Uh, you guys okay. don't say hi to each other? I, I just didn't. I didn't want to. I mean. Well, say sh- hi to him. Yeah. No, that makes this a lot simpler if I just yeah. choose to do that. And then you know what I'm not going to say to him? Is that we had to do this negotiation because he really, might take offense. Yeah, that would be great for me. All right. Grove, right, Shrove. Well, I hate, uh, break a leg out there for uh, Saints of Virtue. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's an expression. It, it means good luck doing your performance. Right. Good luck. Okay. Wait. Actors are superstitious, so if you say break a leg, although some people think the etymology is more about just the traditional breaking of a leg, meaning you bow. Right. What do you guys think we should do? Well, I pitched pizza pizza party, but let's go find Shrove. Do we? Okay. We? I mean. Yeah. Let's 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 head into the center of town where the where the action is. Is, is there kind of like a main act like active hub in town, Spencer? Um, the center of town is kind of the market that you were at. You guys want to get on the same page real quick, just because I yeah. think it's just, we're thinking at this point, and you know, it, it it's a it's a long shot, but that this mysterious theater troupe, because this town is so not it's not New York. I mean, they're not there's not like fucking you know thieves mm-hmm. guilds everywhere. That maybe this theater guild, which is a little active for this small a town. And now we're finding out how these actors that have disappeared. All disappeared in the time frame that we got mugged. <sighs> Can I go back in my head and imagine, you know, just because we were in that combat, like how many dudes we killed, and does that correspond with the number of actors? That- the banditos. Wow. Yeah. Um, I want to say you killed more than three people, like maybe five, or you, maybe you saying four. that we might have killed the actors. That well, is what, you, what do you think? We're I'm a wall. I mean, yeah, I, I don't mean to high road you. I'm just saying, like, this is the thin fucking high road string that we're. This is the thing we're following. It's the lead that we got. Okay, is the is the idea that uh, in this town, when you hire people to do crazy shit, you hire these actors. That it's like kind of like Patrick Swayze's troupe in Point Blank. Like they're surfers. You don't expect them to be bank robbers. Yeah. Jeez. All right. No, well, let's I, just go find Shrove. And we can crash this thing into the ground. You know, this theory. Yeah. No, I, I'm, I'm just going through my notes. I'm, I'm, it's, it's been so long. I'm, 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 a, little, like, I'm a little confused. So. Well, I'm going I'm not to... Uh, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make you... T- you take the lead on this one. Well, let me, let me, let me just verbally, while we have this chance, because I don't want to do this in front of uh, non-player characters. This will help all of us. This is my working theory. Okay. But it's not... I don't believe in it really half a wit that uh we were on the road we were waylaid by bandits they fucked us up they took uh, patchen's gem then we came to this town 
we're looking around for people that you might hire to do such tasks because the only thing we had to go on was a letter that we can't really read because it's written in this kind of guild script. The guild script just means that they're professionals that were hired. Uh, there is no guild in this town. You can't just go to a place that says, like, here's the place where people go. you hire people that rob people. There's just people that churn butter, cut hair, and are in this theater troupe. The theater troupe is the is the is the crazy people. Uh, the, it's a, you would expect a theater troupe to be smaller in a town this size. It should be like three people doing improv, like in Green Bay or something. It'd just be like kind of like two of them would be bowlers, and one of them would be the guy that hangs up the flyers, and the other two are tolerating because they secretly fantasize about kicking him out of the troupe, but they don't want to they don't want to do the heavy work. And uh, instead, we got like whoa, we got a bunch of people you know, entertaining a small town, and so we're, that's it. That's that's it. That's all we got. Okay, so let's go back and infiltrate this theater company, I think. We got to find Robe Shrove. <sighs> Shrove. I mean, I'll be the first to admit, like, I've been fucking this up forever. Like, I'm a bad leader. This is why they had me locked away. Well, now's your, ch- your, your shot at redemption here. Like, why don't yeah, you but take- I, this has been my shot at redemp- redemption. I've already fucked it up. I took the lead on this. I'm the reason we're here. I'm the reason we took Patchen's gem quest instead of the one that was being dangled in front of us. I feel bad about all of this. Is Patchen's here? Uh, Patchen shows up. <laughs> Patchen's, I just want to say to you, I'm sorry. You know? For what? For, for insisting on helping you when, in fact, we're the ones that are, you know, we're the reason why you needed help. We're the last people. You had it right the whole time, man. Thanks, man. That means a lot. But it happens, though. So I just wanted to say that clearly. I don't feel like I've been doing I, this right. I, I think you're beating yourself up for no reason. I think we're all we, we've all made mistakes. I think it's you know we, we we're. I got to we, tell you something. Beating me myself up is all I know how to do. It's the only thing I know that I'm going to do that I can do and finish doing. Everything else, I stop beating myself up. I try something and I just fuck it up. And I, I, I I'm sorry. All right. The table talk here, Dan. You've got the fucking. Uh, it's, I've been away for so long. I don't really remember what, what the hell's fucking happening. So you 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 think that the the actors might be related to those bandits that we got way late? Yeah, by? I guess. I mean, it's a working theory, but Could it's be. like, it's. I say we just like, let's just dive into it. Let's go find Shrove, throw him up against a wall. Say, what are you doing? Not literally. I don't mean it that yeah, way. Yeah, I got you. Okay, so is this is your theater troupe? You, you, you got a bunch of guys that d- died because we killed them on a road. We uh, we go back into the marketplace. All right, and we uh, I, I ask like a local shopkeeper that looks like some of them you know knows knows his or her way around town. You talk to the fabricators guild gnome that gave you those clothes. Oh oh, oh I got flashy clothes now. Right. Am I wearing those now? Yep. Oh, yeah. They put a pep in your step. They did. Uh, I say, hey, do you know a cat named Shrove? Yeah, Shrove is like uh, he's a big. Big guy around here, like everyone knows. Drove. Have you seen him around today? We're trying to trying to track him down. I don't think I've seen him since uh, last evening or so. I don't know. I haven't seen him today. Does he have a local like haunt that he hangs out at? Uh, sometimes he's at the tavern. I guess most people are sometimes at the tavern. Okay, we go to the tavern. Yeah, I mean. Yeah. Oh, okay. Bye. Nice. Oh, so, oh Bye. thank you, and uh, uh, nice to see you again. Would you I, like I, to come with us to the tavern? No, no. <laughs> I'm busy. I didn't okay. mean to be so peremptory. Man. To the tavern. All right. What? 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 A tavern is something. The Leaky Grieve. All right. Mm. This tavern is labeled Leaky Grieve. Um, 
as you enter, you instantly feel kind of uh, leaky, at ease. Oh. You you don't even necessarily notice, but as of getting into this town, maybe even earlier, you've just had a sense of dread and foreboding and sadness and angst kind of sitting in and settling over your body. Then you barely even noticed it until uh, you set you set into this tavern, and it actually feels quote unquote right, and mm. uh, it's great. There's yelling and singing, and it's raucous and wild, and it really has the vibe of what you think Dornester seems like it should be, this town of ruffians that are going hog wild. You know, it's a, it's a tavern. They're yelling and singing, and people are throwing shit. Uh, yeah, there's a, there's a, there's a big, big beardy guy who's, uh, he looks like he's like over 100, even though he's a human, which is weird. Well, it usually implies like some magic. Um, there's a there's an old dude, and he's he's behind the bar, and he's he's wiping wiping down the bar. And then there's just a bunch of you know random brigand types. They just all kind of look dirty and and wild, and they're kind of scattered around the bar. Mister Barkeep. Yeah. Hey, how's it going? You guys are new, huh? Yeah. The name's Cool Dennis. Oh, thanks, Cool Dennis. Listen, cool is your first name? No. I'm Dennis so new, I hardly name. know the prices here, but I'd be happy to give you a whole gold piece for a drink and a little bit of information around town. Yeah, man, that's why people come around here. Yeah. Sure. Well, just looking for a fella named Shrove. Shrove? I think he's here. He's, he's, he's looking around. Maybe he left. I think he's here. I don't see him. He's like he's looking around. He's Maybe like, he's in the bathroom. He might be in the bathroom. Trying to read your face, cool Dennis. Can't tell if you're shaking me down for an extra gold piece. Um, he's not. Okay. Never what? Never mind. I was thinking out loud. Here's your gold piece. Oh, thanks, man. I appreciate it. Here's I'll your have, beverage. I'll oh. have a dragon's snout. Here's that beverage. Hmm. I checked the bathroom. It's locked. What? I walk up to the old hundred-year-old man. That's the bartender. Oh, I. So I just stay right where I was. Yeah. Okay. Was he in the bathroom? The bathroom's locked. Cool, Dennis. Why is the bathroom locked? Because it's like a one-person bathroom. So I don't need a key. It's just someone's in there. Yeah. You think they're pooping? I I hate to speculate. I stake out the bathroom. Okay. That's weird. But yeah, <laughs> well, that's not something Cool Dennis would do. But Cool right. Dennis, uh, why do they call you Cool? That's a great question. I don't really know. You seem pretty cool. I guess that's why, huh? All right. Well, yeah. Here, I, I'd I'd like a drink too. Do you, do you have a specialty cocktail or a special kind of brew here? I have a Stout Dragon. I'll take a Stout Dragon. Hey, Cool Dennis, are there any rumors in town about uh, ancillary treasures that I could hyper-focus on and turn into our new quest and totally frustrate everybody? I hear there's a bag of holding full of beef jerky in town. <laughs> Wait, how much, ba- how much beef jerky is in the bag of holding? 10 by 10 by 10 feet of beef jerky. Hmm. That's a lot of beef jerky. So, so people, people just hear a bag like that's in town? They don't... I thought that was exactly what you were asking. What? I mean, I guess I... I'm telling you, it is in this town. I know for a fact. What's happening in the bathroom? It, bathroom stuff. It's, uh, yeah, you hear pooping. It's definitely I hear pooping. pooping? How about another random one? Can I just refresh? Um, I've, I've been told there's art objects in a locker somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> I want another one. Give me another one. 
Some say the plants outside of Miss Marple's kitchen aid travelers. <laughs> <laughs> one more, one more. The, I want one more. a little bit more of this. The rocks on the left side of the tree line outside of the west are known for their ability to skip better than most others. Hmm. I kind of want to see what that planned about. The Miss Marple one sounds yeah. the promising one. Yeah, I mean, real. I'd love a bag of holding, empty out the beef jerky. Remember when we tried to but, make But all knowing that... a bag of beef jerkies in town does not help you find it. No. So uh, we're, we're for, guys, we're we're on the quest for Patchen's Hey, gem. listen, man. We didn't get, get on the sidelined <laughs> by beef jerky. <laughs> but we didn't get on the, always, patch, the quest for Patchen's gem. Don't you remember when we tried to make our own beef jerky? <laughs> yeah, let's think about the time when you guys tried to make your own beef jerky. Clip show. <laughs> His jerky. Speaking of beef jerky, I wonder how long that guy's going to keep pooping in there. <laughs> yeah, I use perception on the bathroom. Uh, <laughs> that's how you heard the pooping sound. Oh, okay. Steve, <laughs> you get smashed in the face by a bottle. What the fuck? What, what the? Ow! What the fuck? Should have. It only does one damage. You get oh, hit who did that? Steve, I I examine my surroundings. <laughs> You see, there's an old, dirty, there's an old, dirty hobo. He looks even older than Cool Dennis, although he just looks like shit. And um, he's wrapped in, he's wrapped in a, it's like a dirty, filthy robe that's covered in dried, crusted blood, and it seems like it has a bunch of stab wounds on it. On closer inspection, it seems like uh, the cloak that got stolen off of, um, what do you call it, Patchens when he got robbed. Whoa. Wait, I don't know if you remember, what? but when Patchens got robbed, they took all his clothes and yeah, he yeah. was left naked. So this guy's wearing Patchens' cloak? Yeah. Or it appears to be? Hey, why'd yeah. you fucking... What, what the hell, man? Why are you listening to people poop, man? My name's Diarrhea. That's a great reason. <laughs> I don't know it's who like a else pastime. would listen to people poop, yeah. Well, now I feel foolish. Why are you wearing our friend's cloak? This is mine, man. This was given to me. By whom? The guy that's pooping in that there bathroom. Whoa. What's he lo- jackpot. I'm great at this. What's his name? What's his name? The pooping guy. I don't know. I'm just some asshole. Why Why do you say that about yourself? I'll tell you my name. What's your name? Mulris. M- Mulris? Yeah, and I'm an asshole, and I feel bad. Why? Why are you an asshole? Just look at me. I'm a piece of shit. He's like all, he's no. all staggering around. No, no. Alcohol. I got to wear you're, this you're, dead you're, cloak. You're great, dude. Why, why are you wearing that cloak? It was given to me. I'm a hobo. By the pooper? Yeah, by the pooper. I kicked the, I kicked the uh, bathroom door down. Damn. You kick it down? You're a gnome. I, I, you're not I, very I, I strong. I try to kick it in. I try to fucking give it my... What's your strength? Uh, what's your strength? Uh, Twelve. My strength is uh, ten. Ten. Yeah, you don't kick it in. Okay, then I just knock. <laughs> I kick it and then knock. Like I, I yeah. pretend like my first kick was just my first knock. You hear a, uh, yeah, hold on, yeah. <laughs> okay. Just, uh, what, did you fall in there? What's going on? No, just no. Other people got to poop, you know? Yeah, I believe it. Need some Pepto? Uh, diarrhea, go, go, around, go around outside and... See if there's a window? Yes, and don't let anybody get out of it. Uh, Spence, I go I go around the thing to see if right. there's a window. You do that. There's uh there's a window, yeah. Uh Mulris, how how much is that robe worth to you? Uh a gold. 
Here. I'll give you one. I'd like it, please. Thanks, man. Uh, now tell me more details about the sale of it. As it many as you have. It was just given to me. Well, if that's all you have, then you don't get another gold piece. But the most things you can remember are going to get you all the way up to another gold piece. Well, there I was in the leaky grieve, completely nude, as is normal. <laughs> we have an arrangement around here because I'm kind of a known quantity, you see. But then in comes this guy clutching his gut and holding a, <laughs> holding a filthy, disgusting robe full of crusted blood and stab wounds. We got that's, that's our, our pooper is our, so is our we got pooper on the pot. I was just that was table talk. He looks at me. He looks me up and down, and he tosses this thing at me. And he's like, "You might need this, certainly more than me. I wouldn't even wear this." Do you know the guy's name? Is he just a stranger to you? He's a stranger to me. A no drunken way. asshole. Okay. I love okay. Because now he's completely naked and he's just holding a gold piece. He's got nowhere to put it. <laughs> you totally stripped him. Naked. We got this guy exactly where we want him. I thought I, I, we got we got the evidence and, okay, and, we, and I, he's yeah, cornered so, in the bathroom. I, I take up a position on one side of the door. And Wait, I'm, don't I get another gold piece? Yes, you do. I give it to him. I've given him two: one no, for the robe yeah. and one for his information. I gave one to uh, uh, Cool Dennis. I am I am liked in this bar. I've caused no trouble. I got my eyes on the bathroom and I'm gonna go over my. My loadout because I'm gonna fucking. I, it's time to kick ass in the name of the Lord. All right, Mulra scurries out with the money, and naked. Okay, so we we stake out. So we got we got DJ outside guarding the window of the uh, of the privy, and we got me and Carlos guarding the, <laughs> both sides of the. I door. know you guys can't hear me, but <laughs> I feel like we should catch him on the shitter. Unless well, you we, want to have we, a civil conversation. We've caught him on the shit. Yeah, no, but I mean, like, don't let him wipe and flush. Like, <laughs> he's stuck with his pants down. You're talking about old school shit buster. That, that might be the title. Don't let him wipe and flush. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, the, the, the old, uh, I think Clint Eastwood said that in Unforgiven. It's the cowboy code. Don't let him wait for flesh. Okay, Shoot so, him so, right so the... we, we wait him out, Spencer. We wait, we wait for this guy to get off the pot. Well, I want to just, well... Before we fast forward to that, I want to. I want to. Can we just because we have nothing to do but wait? Can right. we? Can we? Let's talk strategy. Okay. Because we're waiting for a perp to come out of this bathroom. Well, this is. We could really do this right. Catch what him do, with his pants down. Um, I'm. I'm going to use flair to dazzle him. Um. I got. Can you advise me on my loadout? What do you mean? <laughs> Uh, I well, I just don't giggles. know. I don't remember. I never. I never. I didn't keep track of like what. What I, I, I'm assuming. I, I think I was. I'm probably by default going offensive loadout. That's probably. probably I'm going to assume that's what I've been doing. Yeah. Are, do, do, I, I don't remember what I've used. I don't used think we've used any spells since the last time we've uh, refreshed spells. So you should be good for whatever. All right. So so my best bet at close quarters is inflict light wounds. It's a touch that deals uh, one die eight damage uh, plus one. Um, and uh, I'm level three, right? So that means... Oh, I could inflict moderate wounds. Am I right about that? Uh, if it's on your spell sheet. Right. Oh, okay. I see. Yeah, I could summon... I mean, I'm not going to summon a monster in this place. I don't want a reputation. But, uh, yeah. I mean, do I have to touch somebody to inflict uh, wounds? Yeah. All right. So I'm going to... Okay, and what's your... When he comes out, I'm going to dazzle him with a flare. Okay. So he's going to be bewildered, and you got, you, you got the drop on him. But how do we... You know, the best thing would be if we were pros, we'd fucking do that and then restrain him, you know? Yeah. Like, like, do we have an ability to, like, like instead of killing him, like, just 
getting them, you know, and just hauling them into the church and being like, I have chains. Oh, wait, wait, wait a minute. What am I talking about? We're on the quest of Patchen's gem. We can't haul them into the church. We could haul them into the theater. We gotta haul them into an alley. And All right. I, I, I mean, I don't even know what we're doing. It's, I, it's, we're we're it, over our head. I don't it, even. It's know. three minutes after ten, so we gotta, we gotta, we gotta get going. Well, no, I'm feeling good. Let's keep going. What? You're outside the. Uh, no, I mean, but this is this is serious stuff. Like, I mean, I'm co- I'm okay landing here. It'll give me time to think, but okay, for real. I didn't know we were going to be this successful. We haven't done. We did not. Don't get cocky because we all, all we the know the guy, guy that killed, tried to, to took Patchen's gem, or at least knows who did, is in that bathroom for yeah. sure. Okay. I mean, he fucking we, like we are. This is definitive. Unless Mulris is a naked liar that does crazy labyrinthine, you know, uh, tricks on people. The guy that's pooping in there is our man. Mm-hmm. This is our. I, I, I've been locked up in the. Uh, you know, the, the, like uh, I, 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 I can prove myself here. Okay. So time has passed. Now, this guy's taken the longest shit in, in the history of the of the, the leaky grave. What do you think, think time's we, dilating? Should, or, should, should, we, should we push through or should we just fucking pinch it? I think it's funny to, to leave it as a cliffhanger, but, you know, whatever we'll be back you want. next week. Yeah. Right. It's just funny, the idea that you got someone in a bathroom. <laughs> we're, we're, you're, we're, as it stands, we're very excited that we got a guy pooping that we're pretty sure knows, like, like we're on the right track here. The last time we kind of thought we knew what we were doing, we ended up burning a family's house down and kind of yeah. destroying a town. But, I, just, uh, I would love it if we could, like, nail this, you know, door nester I, I, mission. I feel like we got the energy to do it right now. <laughs> well, Cool Dennis is like, you guys look like you're gearing up to start a bunch of shit in my bar, man. Cool Dennis, if you want to keep your name, fucking pipe Do down. we hear a flush? <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Sorry, Cool Dennis. I didn't really mean it that way. <laughs> well, how do you? <laughs> Let's unpack this. What is that? <laughs> I don't want to unpack anything. You're... you're... Uh, no, I'm, I'm saying we're table talk. We're saying oh, we should okay. wrap it up because yeah. yeah, it's yeah, ten, yeah. and and we'll do it next week. Okay, I mean, I mean give us like, the, do we hear a flush? Are we like 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 like? <laughs> are we just still just waiting outside? What are the noises that we hear? You hear like really ominous music, <laughs> and then yeah, you hear a flush. Cliffhanger, <laughs> pooping, flushing. Thank you so much, everybody. Let's hear it for Steve Levy, Church. Yeah. Spencer Crittenden and the Game Master, everybody. <laughs> Give it up for Noah and Sarah and Chris and Zach and everybody here Nolan. The, with the wonderful... Yeah, Nolan. Yeah, Nolan, I mean. We love you all. Uh, let's give it up for your mayor, Mr. Dan Harmon. Yoip. Yeah. Zach, you got beats? You end your show with a guy taking poops. Two thousand eighteen, two zero one eight. Sorry, Nolan, I fucked up your name. Two zero one. And then two zeros on top of each other. Hard to make New Year's glasses out of those numbers. Need a one on the bridge of your nose. 2018. Wolf 
created by a team. Know what all my brothers mean. 2018. Waffles on toast. 